good Saturday evening to everyone, especially those in YouTube land, podcast land. This is a monumental episode, and it's only one way that it can be done. Uh, of course, if you're looking at YouTube, you see this gentleman who took his Christmas Santa hat off. Because Christmas um, is over. But he still got me walking around here looking like an idiot. Um, that's the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. I'm the big guy, KG. And joining us tonight, and, you know, in the last year, we've had so many joints. We've had the voice of the voices. We've had MCW former champion, Chris Cloud. Now, it's my pleasure to announce the Nubian Sumo. Welcome, brother. He is the third man. Like Hulk Hogan walking down the aisle at Bash at the Beach, I am the third man. Damn it. That's my whole reaction to that. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the show, James. As James knows, you know, he is the Yokozuna to my Lex Luger since I pretty much slammed him uh, at the ESPN zone. But for you, KG, we are all still ESPN zone family. But uh, before we get into the, the, the meet and greet S type of thing with the Nubian Sumo, I would like you, Sumo, to go ahead and tell the story, because KG obviously hasn't heard it, of you knocking the hell out of Dustin Rhodes on a gridiron. <laughs> I would be more than happy to tell that story, because that is one of the most monumental moments of my life. Um, senior year in high school, Richmond Senior High School, Rockingham, North Carolina, big ups, Raider Pride. I get pulled into my coach's office on a Monday. He says, uh, Jimmy, I got something for you, but I don't want you to get too excited because I want you, I need your head in the game. I say, yes, sir, what's going on? He says, have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Dustin Runnels? Sitting there thinking about it, I said, you mean Dustin Rhodes? He's like, exactly. Dusty Rhodes, son. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what's going on? I was like, coach said, well, you're going to be playing across from him this Friday. We were playing East Mecklenburg High School in, pre in uh, one of our preliminary games before the season. I says, oh, yeah. I'll be ready. No problem. Get to Friday night. I see him across the way. The captains come up. I see him with the captains. I'm staring a hole in him the whole time, right? Then all of a sudden, they make the announcement over the intercom. Ladies and gentlemen, up in the press box, we'd like to welcome the American dream, Dusty Rose, to the game. I was like, oh, my God. It's really about to be on now because I got to show out. So after about a three-hour ordeal, we won 63 to nothing. I gave him all the pain, blues, and agony that he deserved, being that he was across the field from me. 
As we getting on the bus, we get a knock on the window, and it's Big Dust himself. Boys, boys, you put some pain, blues, and agony on my son now. I played a good game there. You got fucking like a monkey, but we're number 79. We're number 79. I said, I'm right here, Starbucks. He said, why you do my boy like that, man? You had to do my boy like that, man. So, yeah. There we have it. Just as good as the first time I heard it. <laughs> R.I.P. Big Dust. So James, we gotta get some back some backstory on you since you're over here representing knocking out people on a gridiron, if you will. So who is your favorite wrestler, wrestler, sports entertainer of all time? All time? All time. Got to be the nature boy. You mean the kiss stealing, wheeling dealing? The kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. <laughs> Currently known as the Ric Flair Drip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we talked about your best uh, moment and possibly in life as well as on a foosball field, as mama would say. But uh, what is your best live event memory? My best live event memory would have to be when I was 16 years old, my father took me to my first event in my high school gymnasium where the main event, and I'm telling my age now, was the Boogie Woogie Man Jim oh Versus Don Cranoodle. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> so he may be older than KG, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just put that out there. Wow. <laughs> so uh, that age, I thought he was going to say uh, Jesus <laughs> versus Pilate. <laughs> just, for, just for transparency, I'll be 50 years old come June. So. There you oh, have. Well, I've been watching. happy to have your, your old cigar smoking ass with us. Oh, well, <laughs> since you mentioned that, I am actually partaking of some adult beverages and some tobacco libations at the moment as we speak. Well, I guess, ladies and gentlemen, this is no longer a PG show. Anytime uh, in the month of love, you got somebody named Nubian and Sumo. The only thing that's going to be had around here is a couple hands from a young, maybe a leg, <laughs> and possibly every licking that Otis wants to do on Mandy Rose. But that's a whole other story as we get into the front lines, which I guess is a great segue. So, welcome, James. Time to uh, jump into the front lines. And you know, every week we talk about. The, the major stuff that's going on between the uh, Wars of the Week, which is Raw versus SmackDown for A-Show Supremacy, and NXT versus AEW for just overall general supremacy. And I will start it off with talking about Monday Night Raw. Now, I'm just going to say my take on it. I don't know if y'all feel the same way. 
I think Raw and SmackDown were the best parts of the week. And I think NXT and AEW kind of phoned it in this week. So even though we talk about Raw and SmackDown um, in general on the front lines, but still, I I thought they were the better shows. So I'm not even going to try to pick one as being better. I just thought that they, they were better scripted, better flowing, better booked. On the Raw side, uh, the match between Becky and Asuka was damn near a clinic. And that was the match of the night, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but that that was something to behold, right? That was pay-per-view quality for free, in my opinion. Did you get a chance to uh, catch that uh, big news? Yes, I did, and I tend to agree with you. Um, the Matt, Becky Oscar was a very, very good match. Um, that could have been on any pay per view main event at that, you know, with that the caliber of the match that they had. So, yeah, I agree with you totally. Uh, I don't, I, I can't even bring up any other match that would have even come close to that one between the two shows. Yeah, and it was interesting that they actually let off the show with that so at that point it's like that technically should have been the main event storyline but I understand that this was technically a building show because we are on the road to Wrestlemania so we still have unfortunately but fortunately two more pay-per-views to go not counting Super Showdown um, down, just to get to the almighty uh, granddaddy of them all but I think it was still very cool to see uh, KG I know you're an MVP fan. So the MVP lounge, I was shocked to see it happen. Considering that he said he was done technically wrestling. But I was assuming and I was taking it that he was just done. And it, maybe he'll get hired as a road agent or, or something like that. But he's not going to be actively on TV or anything like that. But that's your boy. Yeah, I will say that. Uh Sometimes you got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him. And to be honest, to see him come back has been cool, but you don't think you still got him? I I, I get scared every time I see him wrestle because I know he has a heart ailment. So I get scared every time I see him wrestle. Well, I don't think, in my opinion, I think he's not going to be wrestling anymore. From what I've been reading about him, he's just trying to, He first of all, the wrestle, the Royal Rumble and the Rawls that he did was pretty much for his son. You know, he pulled a Goldberg on that one. He was just trying to do that, you know, to see his son on, on in WWE because he never seen him before on there before. And, and he may be like a road agent or something because he has been talking real heavy with the WWE since that last Raw match. So he could be a road agent. He could be like doing like maybe certain segments or whatever. He might even become a manager. So that would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't necessarily see him getting back in the ring. He's all he said for a good while now that he's trying to shut it down here soon. And so and when I say soon, we mean the clock's ticking. I feel you on that. Speaking of feeling, and I mean no disrespect to Alistair Black. But Zelina Vega needs to stop coming out in these outfits. Maybe it's just me, 
if Bobby Heenan was there, I know he would have a heart attack. No offense. RIP Bobby Heenan. I'm surprised that the King isn't losing his mind on a level of just yelling puppies. I know he can't anymore, but she'd stop coming out there like that. Like, Allison, you need, you need to talk to your wife, man, for real. Maybe it's just me. I, I, yeah, I, I disagree with you totally. <laughs> I disagree I'm just trying to look out for his, his marriage because she'd be, she be acting too good. Like, when she's out there with Andrade, I'm like, I'm, if I was Charlotte, I'm like, I'm going to punch this chick in the mouth because she's a little too buddy-buddy with my man. Now she out there with Angel Garza, all up on him, like, yo, you're a little too buddy, you know. Girl, you, you acting too good. I don't see that. I don't see, wait, I don't see that. I mean, she's, you don't she's see that? a material role. I don't see her, like, maybe no. hitting on him or rubbing on him too much. But, I, you know, I can see, you know, I can see she a little too extra friendly. I, that's just me. I'm just saying. Okay, I don't. I don't. I don't see that at all. I well, see because you look at other things. Francine and um, Francine and Shane Douglas type thing. Where she, I just see, or or even a Don Marie with um, Justin, uh, just incredible. Or or an Edge and Lita. But well, that, that, that was almost so porn. That was, so that, that was porn level. Yeah, that was, that was a little too heavy. Pure, unadulterated spite. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> when Matt Hardy came out and talked to Randy Orton and he brought that up, I'm like, now I know Matt Hardy. We don't know if he's going to be over on the Dark Order side in AEW or. He's supposed to show up on Monday and have a new something happening. I don't know what's happening on Monday, but the fact that he is out there to push the storyline of Randy Orton versus Edge, like, how did that conversation go? He's like, we know you really don't like Edge for reasons we all know. Because clearly you can watch on the WWE Network for $9.99 a month. Not getting paid for that, but I just wanted to say it. And now you got to go out there and talk about it and build it. Now, granted, he's happy with his wife and he's got a family. But there's principalities in this. Edge performed a robbery. Hard. <laughs> while the man is laid up. Injured. And then, Matt Hart, I mean, Jeff is even worse. He's got an Undertaker contract right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you going to do your boy like that? If I read correctly, he's got like a 125-date-a-year contract for the next three years really yeah that's what i that's what i've been reading so they actually did the one man concerto on purpose to sit edge out so they don't touch each other until wrestlemania which is fair considering what he's coming back from yeah exactly now the why they not cut the check for matt hardy well the matt hardy thing a they're trying to keep him around because this can go a few ways. This could this could be like a feud with Randy Orton for a little while until they decide how they're going to do his contract negotiation, or they could do a third round on the broken Matt Hardy. A, a real broken Matt Hardy, like a real broken Matt Hardy, because the broken thing isn't working out. And going back to what you said about him going to AEW, I got a theory on that too. Lay it on us. It's not going to be Matt Hardy. It's going to be Christopher Daniels. 
Really? You think he's going to they gonna pull a Hogan? And I say, yeah, he's going to. No, he's not going to pull a Hogan. He's going to pull a Vince McMahon. It was me. It was me. Oh, man. Speaking of Vince, let me ask your opinion. In my opinion, I think for the future of the business, when Vince decides, well, he's going to be like a hologram still calling matches because we know he's never going to die. If he does die, it really will be a hologram. But do you think that Shane should take over and have his entrance music? No. I think think Triple H has done a great job with NXT. You can see his creativity and everything that's going on in NXT. You can see his hand and everything. I think, and then again, my opinion, that Triple H should be the one to take over and maybe Shane be like number two so that if something does happen, that he can take over. I don't see Shane being as creative and being able to um, negotiate storylines and things of that nature the way that Vince does. I'll see that in Shane. Well, if I remember correctly, maybe I've read it wrong, but Shane had a hand in one of the halves of the Royal Rumble scripting, quote-unquote, allegedly. Well, that's the first I heard of that, but uh, and, I don't, and I'm not doubting you when you say it. But I just don't see anything creative coming. I've never seen anything creative coming from Shane. I've never seen or heard or read about a storyline where it said, yeah, Shane was involved in this. He may have been in the room. He may have thrown some ideas around, but I don't see his, I don't see him stamped on any storyline. Like, you know a Dusty Rose storyline when you see it. That's true. And you know a dusty finish when you see it, too. You know a dusty finish when you see it. You, you, in looking at NXT, you see nuances of Triple H. I haven't seen anything that I can say, okay, that's shown. Okay. What about you, KG? Let me say this. And I, I tend to agree with you, gentlemen, as you. But um. Triple H having a hand in NXT, that was Dusty's baby. And I I, 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 I just feel sometimes Dusty don't get enough credit. Oh, I give Dusty full credit, no doubt. No okay. doubt. But since Dusty has passed, I'm saying yeah, yeah. somebody had to step up, and that was Triple H. I mean, it was, it was Dusty and Triple H all along. It was Triple H brought in Dusty to help with NXT. So yeah. Well, well, now, is, now is trips and uh, HBK. Yeah, I, yeah. Now HBK has that. He's he put uh, Shawn Michaels in the mix. So yeah. All right. So just want to cover this for all the folks in uh, podcast land. You guys are getting unfiltered. The whole kit and caboodle with uh, the Nubian Sumo, myself, and a big guy, KG. Unfortunately, on YouTube land, you get the action, you get the visuals, but you don't get all the love that the Sumo sumo is breaking down right now. So check out the actual podcast so you can actually hear Big J talk about all that love that he's got for Dusty Rhodes and the Rhodes family 
and Nia Jax. Oh, oh. sorry, sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Trying to Easy yeah, yeah, why are you blowing up my spot, man? My bad. That, that's KG, girl. We can't talk bad about anything. Oh, that's about KG, girl? Yeah. Hey, KG, we mean you might have to talk about. <laughs> All right, so we just wanted to make sure that you guys are aware on uh, YouTube land that it's not just uh, any technical difficulties as to why you can't hear the Nubian Sumo, and that he is a podcast exclusive on the sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs, here handling it down on the mothership. So with that being said, just to clarify, we really talked about the biggest things of Raw. But, Sumo, I do want to ask you this, because I know in my personal opinion, I don't think it's necessary for them to get two rings. I think they should be in it as a group in general, but I think it's just giving rings to give out rings instead of rings for people that deserve it. (laughs) Owen Hart. But how do you feel about the NWO going in to the Hall of Fame as a headliner, considering that everybody, with the exception of Xbox, so technically this is how he's getting his ring, uh, has a ring already? It's like, really? Is it that serious? Well... You have to make sure you be careful of what you say now because... Yeah, because Vince will shut us down. No, no, not even that. I ain't even worried about Vince. Vince can come get this anytime he's ready, you know. (laughs) But if you say that, then you negate Flair's third ring with Evolution. Oh, God. You think they they put through Evolution? I I think they will eventually do Evolution. Yes. But I don't. Let's be honest. I don't think that that's necessary either. Like Flair, for two reasons, I got you. Because of everything he's done, Four Horsemen, his career, hell yeah. I can understand that same argument with Hogan, reinventing himself and everything. But it's like I just don't want it to become a stable palooza, and most of the stable palooza is the Click. But see, here's the thing. You're going to have to bring in stables because, I mean, look, you, you have you have your celebrity um, wing, you have your singles, you have your tag teams, you have your stables. This pretty much makes up the lineup for the Hall of Fame. You got to have a stable in there or at least a couple of or at least a couple of tag teams. I mean, I get you. There's a whole bunch of people that should probably get that ring before uh, the NWO. But they're looking. They, who who would you put as a headliner this year, right now, off the top of your head? Now, I will say this though, because I think we did talk about this a couple a couple months ago. That we I understand that it's all about putting butts in the seats because you, you're selling out an arena that you're going to use for. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and that's just an extra show, an extra revenue stream of, say, 64,000 people at an average of maybe $75 a pop. So I understand the business side of it. But Batista going in, cool. I'm down with that. Uh, We talked about putting Owen Hart in and dedicating at least 40 minutes to just him and the stories that could be told from... Uh, other superstars just inducting him in it. Now that we know that's a far-fetched thing that could happen, but 
he would be a, a great hot headliner. Um, who else do we talk about, uh, KG? You know, I'm totally brain farting on the Hall of Fame right now. Um, Triple H, as the same yeah. competitor. Um, we talked about a, quite a few uh, WCW guys going there. Yeah. Like, well, that, speaking, of w- speaking of WCW, how do you feel about Eric Bischoff not being inducted with the NWO? I agree with that. Just because Eric needs to go in on his own. But everything that he's done for the business, he actually, that is your headliner right there. Eric should go in on his own for everything he's done. Because just giving him a consolation, knowing how WWE is, like, well, you got your ring. And then that's it. No. Wow, they wouldn't he deserves his time. They wouldn't would do that to him. Say it again? They wouldn't do that to him. They would, they would double him up. Single and NWO, just like they did with Flair, just like they're doing with Hogan. They would do that's how they're gonna do with Triple H because he's gonna go in three times. So, yeah, I, I they wouldn't do that to Eric. I'd deduct, um, I mean, you could also do The Rock. That that, that, that was another the only way The Rock well, has, the, has The Rock gotten his yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. That's a stadium. Uh, yeah, that that is a thing. That is that is that is a finisher right there for of a Hall of Fame ceremony. They saving the Rock. Yeah, because they still using him real good. I mean, hell, they did that um thing for him. Um, that um that month that uh throwback for him, then segued into his commercial for Jumanji. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's going to make an appearance at uh, WrestleMania. Oh, he's gonna so, be all over NXT once uh, Simone actually gets her her feet wet and gets uh, on television. And just for the record, so that nobody says this again, I don't want to hear this again. She will not be the very first fourth generation wrestler. She'll be the first fourth generation wrestler in the WWE. But not the first, period. And who is the first? David Finley. David Finley. Fit Finley's son who's wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now in a tag team with the former C.J. Parker from NXT, now known as Juice Robinson, former who just lost the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships to the Gorillas of Destiny. Go Bullet Club. (laughs) So Fit, David Finley, who's the son of Fit Finley, whose father wrestled, and both grandfathers of the grandfather wrestled, is the very first fourth-generation wrestler in professional wrestling. There you have it. In case you were wondering why we had to go big or go home, pun included, we had to get a sumo. So he has some sumo knowledge. He's even got his own segment. Hell, I don't have my own segment. KG, maybe, but I don't have my own segment on the show. But we, we, we had to go big or go home. So that's raw. I mean, well, actually, before that, I know we kind of touched on it, but I'm curious to see if you guys are still feeling 
the the good vibes from the gimmick or or the the storyline or the perception, whatever you want to call it, of the Monday Night Messiah. So KG, I'll let eh. you go first. Eh, I'm over it, as my wife would say. I'm over it. Really? All right. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. It, it. it doesn't hold my attention anymore. Not even with the black glove, like Michael nope. Jackson. Nope. You know the purpose of the black glove? He has, he has an injury, right? Yeah. He said that he said that he has to have a splint on his broken finger, and that's the only thing that's holding it in place. Because yeah. you've seen the evolution of it if you paid attention to uh, what's going on, to where now it's, it's got padding, and it looks a little bit more Sting-esque versus what he just had a little winter glove on. I'm like, yeah, kind of, kind of funny there, my brother. Yeah, I'm not feel, I'm not feeling the Monday Night Messiah thing anyway. First of all, the name, the name invokes a bite from John Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he's not gonna get that nod. Yeah, and also it's kind of hard. It kind of makes you think about CM Punk too, if you think about it. You know. Because I think he might have called he because he was calling himself the Messiah at one time during that um during that um what is it what was it the uh, Straight Edge Society thing yeah well you know CM Punk he's coming back next week so you know don't worry about that he'll, he'll be in the main event at WrestleMania he was like the 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 thirty first man in a Royal Rumble you know how everybody feels about CM Punk <laughs> which is funny because now that he's back at a capacity you don't hear CM Punk chants anymore. Yeah, of course, because he's because he's he has a presence in the WWE. Now, I don't know about him wrestling. I mean, he is under contract with Fox and not WWE. So, I don't, I appreciate that he did that because if he does go back into the ring, he double dipping, and oh, yeah. I appreciate a brother that's double dipping on the man. <laughs> well, the moment AJ says she's pregnant, I guarantee you he'll be a. Uh... Doing one of those super showdowns, just as Goldberg, like Goldberg, are you done? I don't know if I have the itch anymore. Here's how much we're paying you. Oh, okay. Hey, Shawn Michaels, you want to wrestle a match? Man, I've been retired for years. I don't know how much is that check again. Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. One more match. One more <laughs> match. One Big more. enough check that old money? Oh yeah, we'll be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, you may see the second coming one day. Mm. Trying to check me big enough. Oh, yeah. My yeah. second coming, I mean, uh, another uh, birth from Mark Henry and Mae Young. She may actually give us the rest of the body spiritually. Wow. See, <laughs> you're real disrespectful right now. I am not. I'm just saying that was a great angle right there. Like, that the buildup for that was awesome. And then she's giving birth and a hand comes out. It's like, first of that's, all, that's nice. Segment. Secondly, how old is the, the, the nanny that all that could be birthed was the hand? That's some old stuff. Like, the rest of it is just dust, and all we could save was just the hand. <laughs> but for any background story, James, we, we're also the only podcast, I think, that has pretty much laid out a whole breastfeeding and, and set-up scenario for Ronda Rousey to come back and nurse her baby all the way through for about six months. Like we spent about 40 minutes on the whole breastfeeding and how to freeze it and what type of bags to use. 
the, the, ah. that, was, that was our favorite moment of uh of the year. Is that right, KG? <laughs> yeah, that was favorite moment of 2019. Uh, yeah, oh, breastfeeding my. episode. Okay. Sometimes we will just go off the rails, and it just becomes its own thing. And that yeah, was one of those times yeah. where it's like, well, you know, if we laid it out for her, so if she wanted to come back, all she got to do is just go step by step on what the sideline junkies WrestleManiac said, and they'd be like, man, those guys were on point. Obviously, we won't get credit or get a check from it, Vince McMahon, but it's the principle of the thing. We thought about it. That's what we do. Oh, man. Okay. And speaking of thinking, I think that the buildup that they're doing for this Mandy Rose Otis thing it is amazing. I thought it was going to be culminating with this little dinner date that they were supposed to have on Friday. I'm like, oh, it's going to be just a little phone in and, you know, some cutesy stuff and she's going to blow them off. But this Otis versus um, Dolph Ziggler setup. And how the, the crowd is all into this and Twitter is going crazy and Otis is milking it well enough through Twitter. This is liquid gold. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to get I wasn't expecting Dolph Ziggler to show up. That was I was like, oh man. I was actually thinking that they were gonna actually let him go through with the date. Yeah. But uh and just kind of let him stumble through it. And then you know, kind of go from there. But yeah, this that that threw that surprised me. That really surprised me. Now that does need to be a bedroom scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm looking for some something happening real soon type of thing. And wrestle somebody need to get it. Wait, wait, wait. If I get Mandy Rose with less clothes than what she already wears, I'm all for it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm waiting for. I'm telling you what I'm waiting for. I'm gonna tell you what I'm waiting for. And I saw a little bit of this at the Royal Rumble match for the for the ladies. Molly Hot, Molly Holly. No, no. I mean, Molly's Molly Molly's nice, but Naomi versus Bailey versus Tony Storm. Gee. I'd have a heart attack. Them <laughs> <laughs> three boy got got a whole bunch of on that play so fast. Like, sorry, there's too much booty in this. I can't. Like, <laughs> that's a that's a crime. That's criminal right there. You can they were all in the ring at the same time, and I had to call my best friend. I was like, "Dude, are you looking at this right now?" He was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Like, only thing I could think of is, like, uh, Hugh Hefner is just crying. Like, if I was alive to see that one in the grotto. <laughs> no, because we don't objectify here on the side of the junkies. I don't know what Naomi did during her hiatus, but, man, she is looking. No, man. See, they, they be wearing some stuff. Like, Lana, they need to stop some of these outfits. I'm just saying. Because I can't focus. She's married. I can't focus on that. What is wrong with you? Naomi, I can't focus on I'm trying to watch the opponents of everything that's going on. I can't, man. I'm trying. They're making it hard for me. Hard. I'm licking my lips more than uh, L.O. Cool J. This is, this is not right. 
Like, God damn, I'm about to get a Kango on. That's how serious I'm looking at my lips. It'll only get worse if it gets less. And if you start singing, uh, I need love, I'm done for the night. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah I'm, that's just me. I'm just saying. So uh, it's, it sounds unanimous that we all think that this is a, a great storyline. But let's go to the other side of the street. You've already mentioned one of the booties. I mean, uh, one of the, the, the uh, ladies of the night, Bailey. At first, I don't think she found her groove. But in this situation, this past Friday on SmackDown with Carmella, I saw the real version of Bailey I wanted to see as a heel. Yes. And that I could get behind. The facial <laughs> face expressions, the body language, the whole nine. That's the yeah. Bailey I've been for, for about four years now. Yeah. And, and you, also got, and you also got to realize her makeup was on point for me. I never had issues with her makeup. That's the, you. No, when she first turned heel, she looked like a 40-year-old divorcee. Who's looking at the makeup? I Look, I got my own things with that. Don't even worry about it. This is a family show. <laughs> we'll get into that. All right. Next thing you know, you're looking at Oscar makeup. Like, why are you? Who's ready for Oscar's makeup? Oh, I don't understand. No, 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 I'm not worried about Oscar's makeup. Have you ever seen Oscar's makeup? Yes, I have, sir. Oh, she's a very God. smart and well intelligent businesswoman. Have you have you have you seen her um, YouTube uh, channel? I've seen a, a couple of snippets of it. Uh, yes. I haven't subscribed I to it yet. I don't understand uh, what she's saying. Kana TV, Kana Chan TV on YouTube. She's got a nice YouTube channel. You have to check it out. I'm gonna look at that, but I, I can't be cheating. She can cook very well. She 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 like she don't even really need to wrestle. That's how uh, diverse she is in reference to her businesses and her acumen and and the things that she can do. And she's also been collaborated with the WWE on some of their graphics and, and things like that. I mean, she's got it. Like I'm really Oscar. And when it comes to Oscar, any woman. They can get in the ring with Minoru Suzuki and take his full onslaught for five minutes. Got my respect. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that Reddit video? No, I heard about it. He beat her like a man. I mean, there was no, there was no uh, holding back on that. I mean, everything he gave her, uh, no pun intended, was stiff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so you know we're gonna giggle like little kids on that one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we apologize. We have. I'm saying, hey, I'm using wrestling vernacular right now. folks like you that would misconstrue what I was trying to say. So you screw with everything. So you don't know what the heck is going on. You just I said, stop going you. extra. Don't you say. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing extra. Don't be I'm doing like that. Let me get started thing. on the he <laughs> Kind of like this extra thing that Seamus is doing with the little people. At first, I was like, okay, why? But now I'm like, are they trying to 
Rib Sheamus and dealing with the leprechauns. He's in a program with Shorty G. And now they said, well, we're just going to go ahead and throw Apollo Crews into that too. He ain't doing nothing. Go ahead and wrestle the little people, Sheamus. Go ahead. And then he's going to be like, you know, I've wrestled y'all all all these months. And, you know, now I got a bunch of respect for y'all. So, if uh, if they're not, like that was liquid gold with uh him and Cesaro. Respect to the bar, long live the bar, bar for life. Don't you be shorty G in Celtic Celtic shorts or something like that? I can't. No, no, no. I can't. Six man tags in the next after WrestleMania. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so Super Showdown is looming. Hopefully they can have no airplane issues on the route back. But then again, please do, because that also gave us the the nucleus of a proper NXT takeover on the WWE Raw and SmackDown side of things. So I was happy that it happened. I loved it. So with that being said, Bray Wyatt, and all of his genius promoing up against two legends being Hogan and Goldberg to set up the Super Shogun to where Hogan didn't even get into the let me tell you something, brother. He just got off the the feed, quote unquote, and left Bray Wyatt to his own devices. How impactful is this going to be, And in my opinion, to set up Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker for WrestleMania? James, I'm going to let you start. I don't see it. You don't see it? I don't see him. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see them. I don't see them putting. I don't see them putting Bray and Undertaker together. It's a waste of a title match to me. It doesn't even have to be for the t- Takers. What's the point? So many what's the point having? What's the point having Bray Wyatt with the belt at WrestleMania and not defend it? What's the point? He can defend it. He's going to win. It's a passing of the torch. A no. true passing of the torch. Not, no. not Brock Lesnar. I mean, no disrespect to Brock Lesnar, but for the, the, the phenomish character. I, mean, I don't see it. I don't see it right now. I'm, not, I'm just saying, if they, if they do the passing of the torch, I don't think it'll be... I don't think it'll be in a match. Because it makes no sense. It, it, I can see where they would be together or, or they will put them together in a match at some point. Because, I mean, it's got to happen. But I see them doing something else. It would have, this, this, this needs to be something special, something extra for them, for Undertaker to pass the torch down to Bray like that. I see it being outside the ring. Okay. Well, then, who is Bray's opponent for Mania? Because we all know Goldberg, you know, even though it may be a good oh, match, a match, who's he going against? Who's he going against at WrestleMania? At this point, I couldn't even tell you. James, what do you, I mean, uh, uh, KG, what do you think? Like I said, my money's on Taker because I don't know who else is big enough at this moment for Bray Wyatt to face. That That's going to sell out the crowd. And unfortunately, the women aren't going to do it. This year, as much as I would like it to be, I don't think it's going to happen. 
this may sound crazy, but I've said crazier things on this show. Uh, Rock versus Bray. Yep, unification match. Wow. No, that won't happen either. I can. I see what you're saying. But the two together would be intense. Yeah, because they wouldn't unify the belts. The two, the two of them wrestling each other, that could be interesting. From a Heyman perspective, in reference to hype, I would love to see Paul Heyman do the promo for that match for Brock. That that would, man. Yeah, I could see that. But but they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't mix the um, brands like that, though. No, no, no. Unless uh, USA paid a little bit extra money to to get something to be reset, or well, it's in their contract that they don't want. They don't want to be involved with anything having to do with Raw. Yeah. Which is and it's WrestleMania too. Everybody's together. Yeah, that's why they took out the wild card rule and all that stuff. So they they. They don't want to cross brand between Raw and SmackDown. That's 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 not going to happen with the contract they got with Fox. And I will say, Fox is doing a hell of a good job from a social media standpoint. Oh yeah, I can't recall a USA tweet ever <laughs> from I mean, like literally USA or somebody governing something on USA tweeting out saying Raw is the greatest thing or pay attention to this and we support our superstars. Blah blah blah. Like WWE on Fox's uh, Twitter feed is. I mean, they're on everything. I mean, when you got any, when you got NFL analysts talking about wrestling during football games, I mean, that's huge. Okay, they are getting it done. So I'll give some shout out definitely to Fox for that. So we got John Cena coming in two weeks for what? Who knows? It's like if, he, if you're not turning heel, who cares, John? No offense. But we know it's just to uh, do what he complained about The Rock doing many moons ago, and that's promoting the new Fast and the Furious movie. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Not, now, we don't need John Cena. Nope. We don't need, definitely don't need Super Cena. But at the same time, I still would like to see a Cena heel turn. Just because. At this moment, what has he got to lose? At this moment, at this point, what's the point? That's where I feel. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point even having him having him around? I mean, he like he's like you said, he's all he's doing is promoting his movie, and um, and he he may have a match with some with somebody some up and comer like Ricochet or Shorty G or somebody like that, you know, to try to give him a rub. But other than that, you know, this is strictly promotion for his movie career. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm in the agreement, but I don't know. I'm a Cena fan. I and I can do that Shorty G. No, Shorty G is actually, I mean, I like what he's doing. I just think the way he's being used, he's not a big guy. That's fine, but that's why there's 205 Live. That's why there's NXT. That's why there's a Cruiserweight champion. That's why you have all those things. So if you, because look at it, 
if you have all big guys wrestling, that's fine. But then when the moment you throw the little guy in there, like Rey Mysterio, it's still going to be off balance every time you watch it. No matter how good the little guy is, you still got to cater up to that to make everything so egregious in movement that it makes sense for what's happening. But if you take Rey Mysterio and put him against Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and, and other people in the same height category or, or close to, man, it, it levels the playing field. Same thing you see it all the time with the women. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, yeah. But the moment you throw Alexa Bliss in a match with Casey Catanzaro, Casey's got a shot. On a, the AEW side, Rio versus anybody. <laughs> on their roster. Well, we saw how that worked out this past week. <laughs> yeah. I think they revoked her green card. But, yeah, exactly. you know, so she, she didn't have a shot, but real wrestle. I was I was like, wow. What, what, what yeah, we'll talk that, about that was that a good match. It was a good match now. Yeah. But uh, daggone uh, Nala Rose getting a lot of heat. Which I had no idea that Dustin had a, a transgender child. Like, is that from marriage? I thought he only had Dakota. Was his was his only child. Yeah. Tab, I, I, but I'm like, when did that happen? I can't speak on that. Yeah. I, that, that, yeah. I know he has I know he has a wife now that I you know since he left Melina. Right. Marlena. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know too much about him after Marlena. Yeah, that that, that kind of shocked me right there. Um, but not from a, a negative thing or anything. Just to put it out there, just I had no idea there was more kids. But because you know Dakota's working backstage, uh, DDP's daughter's working backstage. Yeah. At AW, but I'm like, there's somebody else that I missed. I mean, you know, Goldust was busy. <laughs> oh, getting busy <laughs> somehow, some way. So, yeah, so he had to make up for. He 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 has got it. He's got he's got this. He's got it where he doesn't want to be his father. You know, his father wasn't around for him whenever he was younger. So, you know, he's trying not to be the same way his father was to him. So, that's yeah. what's going from. And I'll give credit to the whole industry. Uh, I, you can't really exactly pinpoint who was the spearhead, so I don't, I don't want to say wrong names or anything. But I give credit to the industry for providing better quality of life now, where superstars, you can, you can look at their follow them on their Twitter feeds, they could be wrestling on Monday, but then in a couple of days they're out and about on the beach or getting their nails done, doing different things. So they have quality of life, and then they have the uh, the shows that are that obligated to do for the house shows. Then you go back to TV again. So the ability to be able to have a little bit more quality of life is there for those that are taking advantage, and then those that just want to continue to work. There's plenty for you to do from the appearance side and and the promotional side. So it's not like it used to be where you were just on the road. 364 days a year and twice on Sunday. So I'm happy that they have that ability to have a life. Now, the only other thing that needs to be solved, going back to our breastfeeding show, is 
for some of these women that have given it their all to be able to have kids without it being a career ending. So big ups to uh, Lacey Evans for showing that, hey, I have a daughter. I can do this full time and 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 still be able to provide for my daughter, even though she's not a single parent, she's married and everything, but it's just showing that that is possible because I would love to see Natalia finally give birth and have a baby to continue the Hart family lineage. Um, Lord knows if you don't believe, I mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> if there's some other superstars, I know KG would like to give Nia Jax 50 kids. Um, and we probably cool. just go ahead and do our thing all over. This is the love show, by the way. So just yeah, Nia, um, yeah, they, they call you in, Nia. You can go back in the room now. <laughs> go back in the room now. They, they did call your name. I got you. Oh, okay. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> Am I caught in the middle at this table for three? <laughs> Sorry, I, had, I hate to bring it to you like that, but you know, sorry. That, that's all right. I still got Ember Moon. <laughs> you can have Ember Moon. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Those facial expressions kill me, son. I'm telling you, they throws me off. I'm like, what? The, what? What are you thinking about right now? You better have some love for the the Sheena. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just wore them same boots on uh, backstage, like. Four times now. Like you need to change that look up. <laughs> I'm just saying. But just not saying. Only, not only her. Speaking of lady, can we talk about? You know, everybody trucking for the brothers. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Nikki Cross. She's really coming into her own, especially Friday night with them Nikki Megan thing next to Alexa Bliss. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Her friend Alexa. Yeah, but I'm missing the crazy Nikki though. I'm missing NXT movie. Hey man, I'm missing. I'm missing Sanity movie. I'm insane right now. When she when she came out on Friday, it's like, geez, Louise. I know uh, uh, all the members of Sanity were like, "Yo, you need to stop this for real." For real. <laughs> we about to uh, start the uh, the siren going and call the right to censor. Throw a bag <laughs> on her right now. You should not be wearing that outfit in public. Well, let me Speaking give you the address to where you can wear it. <laughs> Speaking of Friday night, Alexa Bliss, she re- she released a photo on her Twitter. Did you her. see that? Wow. Like, I was like, good grief. Just gorgeous woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's my best. <sighs> Whatever her makeup artist is, needs to be paid triple. Yeah. <laughs> That's my boo. I'm so glad y'all approved. <laughs> so I know like an open jumper too. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, this is no longer now, um, show, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, that, I don't know that I don't know if y'all know about this one, but um have you ever heard of a wrestler? She wrestles with uh NWA called Tasha Steels. I've heard of her. I haven't uh watched her wrestle though. She has a picture out that she did for Valentine's Day. I don't know if it's any better than Jordan Grace's. Dick Mama (laughs) Pump. Jordan Grace's was nice. This one is on some like page five 
love Playboy stuff. Okay, well, who is this I'm looking up now? I'm quite sure, I'm quite sure James will uh, send that out to us. With a Z. Oh, God. Well, I guess it is the love show. So if you're going to find love in, by yourself, she got, she got the red lingerie on, laid out on the bed with the flower petals and with the rose petals and everything. Well, I'm quite sure it was a nice photo, James. It was a very nice photo, yes. She's very picturesque. Photogenic. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes <laughs> just got to take a nice picture for February 14th, just because, I mean, everybody deserves just to have nice photos. So, since we're taking nice photos, we'll also take a break. We're going to have uh, our boy Delonte uh, slide in there with a little bit of a push for those in podcast land. For those in YouTube land, we're still going to be out here doing what we do out in Washington, D.C., emancipating the world, busting caps and people in a division, which you can pick up now for five bucks. Why? Because we're going back to New York on a division in March, on March 3rd. So that's going to be a nice little piece of something special right there. Just like I'm about to bust a cap and this dude about to kill this other dude that's over here chilling with this dude. That was my shout out to uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder, by the way. So we'll be back. <laughs> and then uh, we'll continue this on. And then we're going to finish everything on the front lines. Then we're going to have our very first segment called that's just Nubian. And Sideline Junkies, what's good? What's good? It's your boy Delonte representing. And welcome to another installment of The Push. Now, over the past couple of weeks, I've talked about The Fiend, I've talked about Seth Rollins, and i talked about Daniel Bryant. So this week, we're going to talk about um, a legend, um, personally one of my favorite wrestlers ever, uh... You know, he's back, and, you know, the WrestleMania season is uh, creeping up to be upon us. Um, So whether he'll be involved in that kind of remains to be seen, but we're going to talk about the one and only Goldberg. Um, Now, as we all know, Goldberg has a big match coming up with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt Fiend. Uh, at the Super Showdown show. And I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to um, book this match um, and book Goldberg. Now, as we all know, Goldberg, you know, his whole demeanor as to, like, come in, you know, demolish people. Like, the matches aren't lasting long, you know, as as he's a lot older now. Um, you know, so the... the the wrestling moves set, you know, has, you know, become a little limited, um, but that's not taken away from him himself. Uh, but this match this is going to be interesting because the thing he's known for, you know, demolishing his opponents. Um, now, I would say to date, Daniel Bryan gave him, you know, his most, you know, go, you know, as far as, um, competition-wise, in a match. Um, you know, the Seth Rollins thing, you know, that was, you know, it's a lot of, like, uh, weapons, things of that nature. But as far as the actual wrestling match, um, 
I'll say Daniel Bryan's gave giving him the most uh, competition, but this this is going to be interesting because we're talking about two forces, two forces. Goldberg, you know, he's put away Brock Lesnar within seconds. Um, he beat Hulk Hogan. Goldberg has beaten a lot of people. Um, but then, you know, the Fiend, again, you know, the WWE, they're booking him to be like this new age undertaker. Like this like this dude is like unstoppable, like unfazable. And like, you know, to see them put Goldberg as, as you know, a, a person to try to stop him, although he's older, uh, I don't know if that's going to go over well with fans um, because, you know, a lot of fans, they like to kind of, quote unquote stick to what they know and what they know is is Goldberg has known to like kinda overcome and like demolish people. Um, you know, if you can walk the Survivor series and beat Brock Lesnar, you know, with two spears, a push, and then a jackhammer, you know, like you, you go what are you gonna do? You you gonna of course I'm sure he's gonna spear the fiend, but the fiend he's gonna get back up and he's gonna say, Let me in uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna do this, but hopefully the W, you know, WWE they're, they're smart. Vince is smart. The booking, creative team. I'm sure Paul Heyman, he's a part of because he's a big Goldberg advocate. He, you know, behind the scenes, they're smart in how they book this match. Also, um, Roman Reigns made some comments, um, that kind of was like sneak dissing Goldberg, uh, per se. So, you know, trying to see how this is going to factor into the Roman Reigns comments. Um, unless they do something where, and I'm taking a shot in the dark, um, Fiend wins, which many people expect. Um, Roman Reigns wins the number one contenders match. They meet, and then Goldberg will face... Get this, uh, John Cena, as my understanding is Cena, you know, I I believe, you know, they, they're trying to load up the star power for WrestleMania. So a Goldberg-John Cena match, um, we're talking about two guys with, you know, uh, limited uh, wrestling moves, skill set, things of that nature, you know, both have been dominant throughout the years. That's an interesting match to put on a card, uh, and that is a WrestleMania-worthy type of match. Um, but as far as Super Showdown goes, I'm I'm curious to see how they book Goldberg. Um, I I can't see the match being long. Um, it's Goldberg, and then you know the Fiend. He has like these special powers. He's out to um, get back at all these people who wronged him when he was just Bray Wyatt. Um, the brother, sister Abigail, you know, excuse me, yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see how they do this. Like, you can't make Goldberg a squash victim. Like, the dude, he's a legend, a legend, um, champion in uh, WCW and WWE um, twice over. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they do this. But hopefully they do a smart um, this is Delonte. It's another installment of the push. Shout out to my brothers KG and the Don. And yeah, y'all have a good one. Um, watch All Star Game today. Uh, happy President's Day. 
And, yeah, everybody have a great weekend. And just like that, we are back. That's right. So, Frontlines, part deux. We talked about what's going on in lovely WWE land on the Raw and SmackDown side, but now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes, in my opinion. Not the best showing overall, considering what was going on last week between NXT and AEW. Now, on the AEW side of things, they're still building a dark order. The speculation is still out there. Christopher Daniels wasn't with SCW, I'm sorry, SCU uh, initially when their match versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega kicked off. But then it got all kind of craziness and fun stuff that's going on. So it's a thing. Um, My question, though, my first question about AEW, because I think, truthfully, this was technically one of the highlights of the Dagon show was the Britt Baker interview with Tony Schiavone. First of all, her and the Starbucks thing, I think, is hilarious. But it started off slow, I will admit, and I don't think she was feeling it, but then she was smart enough and veteran enough, so I'll give her credit for this, to start realizing where the fans were taking her in reference to what she was saying and what she should say. So by the time we got to the end of that, she was really starting to come into her own as a stronger heel. So she had a little bit of fan education, in my opinion. Well, you got them. But uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about this thing with Britt Baker? Go ahead, KG. Oh, oh KG. Yeah, either one can go I, I, I don't think it's It's on you, brother. Well... At first, I was like, I don't know. Uh, I was wondering. But this time around, and uh, let me preface this by saying, as a former Starbucks employee, I'm very offended. But anyway. Wait a minute. Pause. <laughs> you worked at Starbucks? I worked at Starbucks for three years after I left ESPN Zone. You made the coffees? I, I was a supervisor, sir. So you didn't make the coffee? <laughs> You made the Vente Latte, Mocha Grande. Blah, well, I, blah, did blah, that, that I did all that. Yes, sir. I'm so proud of you, man. But, but um, my sumo's growing up. <laughs> Don't start crying on, on the podcast, man. No crying in the podcast. You can't, man. There's no crying in wrestling. <laughs> Unless you're Ric Flair. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. <laughs> There's never going to be an Oscar for somebody tearing up at any scene whatsoever. Ric Flair wins. God, how you going with a tear in my eye to a guy that going freaking river runs through it? You need to stop that crime, Nate, for real. For real. You need to stop but, uh, yeah, I think, I think Brent went to her significant other, Mr. Adam Cole, baby, and got some pointers on being a heel. Because she did pretty well. She, she started, you starting to see her grow as a heel every week. And for Tony Schiavone to sit there and, be, and, and play the shield, I mean, he, he's on some Gene Oakland type stuff right now. He is. 
Especially when yeah. she told him to stand, you know, stop slouching, and he stood, he raised up and straightened his back out. That was funny to me. That's OG. That's nineties level uh, interviewing right there. Right. But uh, yeah, I just, I'm interested in seeing where this goes now because, I mean, for her to to, to start knocking people's teeth out of their mouth, <laughs> you know. I did her a favor. Mm-hmm. I did. I pulled those. I pulled that molar out of her mouth for free. <laughs> that was and, fun. In my opinion, I think that was all when she started going past that a little bit more ad lib because you could see she was starting to channel that and start talking about the, the details specifically from her craft of what uh, tooth it was and how much it cost and all that. Because she was she she was a she that's part of her learning. That's part of her, you know, that's what she is. I mean, she mm-hmm. is definitely a real dentist. Life dentist. So yeah. Now so, I think next steps they should we got a deer, 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 deer. Gotti. Um I think the next segment should actually be her in the dentist's office, or her going giving a tour of where she graduated from, and then just really being a heel to the teachers, the staff, and, and all that to really build the heat up. She could be the MJF of the women's division if they curate this right. That, that's a tall order, bruh. That's not if, if you if you that's set it up order. Now, right now, MJF is on epic level. <laughs> MJF is the best heel in wrestling in the last 20 years. Well, no, 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 no. You cannot, well, wrestler. Because I still no, think I'm, the I'm, best I'm heel. Straight, I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about just straight Mike skills heel. Oh, no, sir. Vicky Guerrero, in my opinion, is the best heel in that 20-year period. I'm sorry. No. What? Oh. Very, MJF is the first person in a long time to garner as much heat as Vicky could get with just saying one word. I got one word for you. Excuse K- me? Kayfabe. MJF lives his gimmick. Vicky Guerrero didn't live her gimmick. Oh, yeah, but when the TVs is rolling, that's what you're judging. No, I'm judging. You can't do that now. You got social media. Yeah, kayfabe don't really exist. Open right now. There's everything is wide open to everything in ring, out of the ring, out of the stadium, out of the arena. Everything, everything is out in the open. MJF. Is got two has got two contracts, okay. One with AEW, one with MLW, and he's killing them both. I mean, when you got Jim Cornette saying that he is the best heel in the last twenty years, that's well, I agree. Something. I agree. He he is giving us a. Uh, the epitome, and they're giving him the ability to do what he needs to do. So just think about that for a second. We 
we talked about this last week. And uh, KG, I know you remember on the problem with NXT. And that problem being that there is not a major heel on NXT that garners heat. Everybody's cool. It's like everybody's a Razor Ramon or something. I mean, you should be hating the Undisputed Era. Can't. You should be hating Shayna Baszler. She's getting cheers at the Rumble. You should be hating uh, Dakota Kai. Nah, not really, because she's only beating up Tegan Knox. It's like, who's the heel in this? But AEW, you have the gift of Jericho. Put the stamp of authenticity and and meaning to your brand. And then now you have MJF getting death threats and getting Twitter attacked. And possibly, even though I believe it was a work, but you know, fans wanting to just run in and, and jump and just start throwing stuff and that, that that OG 90s feel when, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, the third man ended up being Hulk Hogan. And next thing you know, the ring is being filled up with cups and batteries and everything else they could throw at Hall, Nash, and Hogan. They, they've got it the best of both worlds. And they're number one and number two, respectively, main draws and attractions of both heels. Like, people are actually going to see Jericho, in my opinion, MJF, more they're going to see uh, Cody. And Cody still gets a huge pop. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, kind of appreciate, I appreciate the fact that Cody took himself out of the championship picture. Yeah, that was smart. That was smart on his part. Because, I mean, coming in, so a lot of people who were thinking, well, okay, Bucks are going to win the tag belts. Cody's mm-hmm. going to win championship they're gonna make up a mid-card title for um um Kenny um, Omega or Hangman Page Omega or, Omega. or, or uh, his tag team partner what's his name I can't think of his name right now Adam Adam Page mm-hmm. so yeah I, they, you know but for Cody to take himself completely out of the title picture very smart of him yep but you know yes, something I'm in it go ahead Think about this. If he would have kept himself in the title picture, it would have been the same thing that Jeff Jarrett did with TNA. Yeah. And that's and look how Mr. 43 time NWA TNA yeah. world champion. <laughs> to an extent, I understand it. But at the same time, they didn't have the bankroll initially to do what they have at AEW. And the funny thing is, they have the bankroll, but if you take this, throwing it to uh, tomorrow with the sideline junkies um, for the Sunday rise, if you take this and look at this in football terms, or even any other sport terms, you have a large pool of money. I could take that and pull a bunch and pay a bunch of WWE superstars, the Ring of Honor superstars, and uh, New Japan superstars, or we could take some folks from the indies, spread this money around, Sprinkle them in here and there, and then build something great. And that's exactly what they did. Because well, they they're doing all the names of Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, to an extent, is now more widely known. Uh, I mean, uh, Private Party. And then you have no, 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 no. Think about this now. Think about this, Don. What's that? They're starting to go toward the big guy now. They're starting to bring in some big guys. They just yeah. brought in Jeff Cobb from from um, Ring of Honor as um, 
Jericho's heater, or the other heater, or, or his bounty hunter, so to speak, they're in the process of talking to Brian Cage because his yep. contract with um, M- Impact is up. He's just he's hurt right now, so um, he's probably got another six to eight weeks with that injury that he's got, that arm injury, that, the surgery that he's just out for. Um, so yeah, they're starting to work on getting some big men in there right now. Which is oh, gonna... yeah, but think about it. It's also a year down the road removed from when they started. So they got the three-year deal with uh, TNT. Again, that, that's a huge deal. So with that newfound capital, the cons doubled down and gave them some more money. So they can pull these people in. But it's still not overtaken from WWE. WWE scared like, shoot, we need to sign these people to NXT and everything else. And shoot, somebody wants to release? Okay, we'll be nice to them and say, well, maybe if we do this, we'll keep you around a little bit, or you may want to something, because they are pulling people and using them in the right ways to to be able to get the product across. The only thing that they have issue with, in my opinion, on AEW, is there's no strong tag team storyline. That's the only thing I think they're missing. And James, you can let me know, KG, you can let me know if y'all agree or disagree. But I think that's the only area that they're lacking. Well, yeah, they do need help with. They do need a little push with their tag team division. I mean, you got the Young Bucks running that that uh, division. So uh, as far as backstage and the storylines and everything, but once I think once they start branching out as far as because right now. There is talk of them getting together with New Japan, which mm-hmm. would be very helpful with them as far as tag teams, because then that would bring in uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Bully Club, and um, some other some other groups out of there. Plus, they're still looking to get the revival. If they get the revival, game over. Yep. But now, if they do, if they do the deal with New Japan, think about what that did for TNA. When you had Beer Money, you had Team 3D. You that's when TNA was actually could do battle with WWE at that time because it was just, it was a good product. So I agree with that. I, I, I like that. They do that. Hey, that means you got a tag team title. You have AEW's tag team title, but then also you have uh, New Japan's tag team title defended on TNT. Yep. And that's a big deal. Still pains me to think about that, though. All this time, we could have had, truthfully, WCW running all the way through. And they could have become the brand supreme show on a Nitro side if they would have kept that. The whole world could have been totally different had uh, AOL not did what they did. And now they realize the error of their ways and where they see how lucrative and part of, geez, everybody's lives, sports entertainment is. I mean, think about it. You won a world championship. Not only are you going to Disneyland, you're getting a WWE belt. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. To which I'm still thinking of, did they send Simone Biles a championship belt? 
I may have no. to send that Stephanie an email about that. Like, why doesn't Simone have a belt? Just saying. Greatest of all time. She never responded to my idea that she should be the host of WrestleMania either. It's messed up stuff. I'm going to have to hit you on that too. After I look at you and gawk for a few minutes. But, uh, damn, Kryptonite. I can't help it. You got, <laughs> got your Nia Jax? Stephanie is always going to be my, uh, my one. I'll say it once. I'll say it that way. Every relationship. Like, you ain't got to worry about me cheating. Unless Stephanie says, you got a shot. Like, I want to tell you it's on. Period. I'm getting my WrestleMania for life tickets. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, I only need three minutes, Steph. You go. I'm going to get mine. Then get yours. Because nine months from now, I'm in. <laughs> you get a baby, your last name, and everything. I just need three minutes of playtime. <laughs> Three and a half minutes. Maybe even a fault. That's a heavyweight fight. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bernie Mac and uh, and uh, Macho Man from uh, Spider Man One. So, ready. Uh, also, also, shout out to Nala Rose, who is bringing the AEW Women's Championship to the DMV. I know KG must be pumped about that. City of Champions. Yeah. Exactly. District oh, of Champions. I'm sorry. District yeah. of Champions. Get it right. DJ said we can't do that just yet. He won't let me get my, my Title Town USA shirt yet. <laughs> what if the DC Defenders win the XFL? He said, nope, nope, nope. Can't do it. We had a whole conversation about it. He won't let me get my shirt made. Yeah, you don't need to waste your money on that. Yeah. Oh, oh. Caps may repeat this year. Nets may repeat. So I mean, then you got uh, uh, the Mystics. They may repeat. So I mean, hey. You said the Redskins. Forget about the DC Defenders of the XFL going two and zero today. Yeah. That defense monster. Oh yeah. Now you know they really got to be kicking themselves in the behind from the Redskins standpoint because you have the XFL, as Jay just alluded to, or stated clearly, being 2-0. I think they're a shoe-in for the championship. So they're going to bring a championship in football to a town that is well overdue. and They can't beat Dallas on a regular basis. But either way, they need to put some work in this year. Like They need to just go ahead and need to sign me. Now, I'm not going to play, but I'm just saying they just need to sign me. I don't know. And look, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Redskins has my coach. Yeah, they do. They're they're looking at maybe signing my tight end, Greg Olson, because he's left the team and wants to come to Washington. I got a cornerback. Bradbury, who's already who's still under contract for two more years, who wants to come to Redskins. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, okay. You trying to say they're going to be epic in two years under the Rivera era? I'm just saying, I'm still going to be a Carolina Panthers fan, but I now that I now that I'm a DC resident, you know, I gotta. You gonna have to be hail to I the Redskins. Take a good look you. at him, you know. He's converting, KG. He's converting. I'm not converting. No, I'm day I'm day one Panthers fan. Keep out. Well, let me find out. You listen to that go go. Never see me in the burgundy and gold. Never. 
but not see you in a go-go club either. Well, I'm going to be in a go-go club now. <laughs> Is it a I'm person, a place, or thing? That's the question. It's, it's a culture. Oh, boo. You can't even answer that properly either. I don't know what the heck goes It's the same beat. That's what it is. That's yes, all I'm yes. saying. That's the same beat, man. You just sent me 15 tracks. You might as well send me a whole album. I swear it's the same song. No, no. So, I've been listening to them pots and pans since I was in high school. So, you know. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was until I got to college. I was like, oh, that's Go Go? Okay. okay I'm going to listen to this for a while. No, funny story. Uh, Harriet Tubman told us to go ahead and move to freedom. Here we go. Funny story. Um, my, my school bus going to high school went all the way to the south because I live right close to the South Carolina line back, back uh, where I come from. We used to go down pad. The end of the bus route was in this. We had to pick up this one guy whose father owned a night, a little hole-in-the-wall nightclub next door to his house that he built himself, okay? Now, about maybe every six months, they'd have that little neon sign, you know, the one sits by the side of the road with the arrow and whatnot pointing to wherever they fuck out point to, and it would have mm-hmm. Saturday night, Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers. I didn't know who that was. Because I was too young to get into the club. We just hung out in the parking lot, you know, but we would listen to the music and everything. And I'm sitting here listening to Chuck Brown play and his group play. And, you know, I'm grooving to it, you know. I didn't know I was in the pocket, but I was in the pocket. <laughs> so, you know, and, and when I get to college, I meet this guy who's now my best friend of over 30 years. And he's from D.C., and he's playing this music. He's like, I've heard that song before. Yeah, that's Chuck Brown, the Soul Surge. I'm like, oh, okay. I've been listening to Chuck since I was 14, 15 years old. Okay, didn't know it. So, yeah. You hear the second track. Oh, <laughs> that's the same song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a running joke. I'm sorry. I can't help it. But you know it's the same damn track. You look very Baltimore club. Where they gonna make a club song about you know I'm eating some chicken and making a ham sandwich? Just put the beat to that. <laughs> dance to it. If, if you've ever listened to "Hot in Here" by Nelly, that's busting loose. Thank you. Okay, I'll give you credit. That's the one. And other and, and and Jay Z stole one other track. Jay Z stole overnight scenario too. Yeah, he did. All right, so y'all got three tracks. That's still short of an album. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what was what was the producer? Well, wait a minute. What was the producer's name? Um, Herbie Lovebug. Yeah. Kid and play. A lot of go-go. Had go-go beats with, for, for a time with Herbie Love under Herbie Love Bug. Y'all get during education the here on the sideline, Junkie. During the height of the butt and, and, and school days, you got a lot of go-go beats. You yeah. had to use those songs with Salt and Pepper. Uh, mm-hmm. Kid Play had um, Ola Ola A. 
which is the go-go beat. Yep, that's what I was talking about. And it just it took off, but it just just didn't sustain because everybody didn't understand. Jill Scott did a song on her what second album with Rare Essence. Yeah, but she gave them credit though. I'll give a shout out to Jill Scott. She actually made sure people knew that that's where that music was coming from and and who it was. Well, shoot, if you want to be technical, it's that's love. It's that What's that, KG? It's Love is a go-go song. Oh, It's Love is definitely a go-go song. That's the song I'm talking about. Yeah. That, um, then you had Ludacris show up at, uh, what was that, the BET Awards of Rare Essence. And they did Pimping All Over the World. Well, all this go-go talk, let's not forget about Pharrell stealing some BMO Club. He ain't slick. <laughs> ain't none of them slick. Was it the was it the was it the BET Awards that did that go go set? Like was it last year, two years ago? Yeah, last year. Yeah. yeah. And 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 uh with Taraji and uh who the hell was it? Yeah, with Taraji and all them, yeah. Yeah. And nobody understood what she was saying when she was like, H U, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. that. But Puffy. Ah, uh, it was was it it was was it the Grammys? The Grammy, the Grammys, like maybe like a, a while ago. Uh, ninth one, it was Ninth Wonder and Kid from Kid and Play that was presenting a, a, an award. Now Ninth Wonder and Kid and Play actually teach at my alma mater, North Carolina Central University, and Kid and Kid wore a, a, a central jacket on stage. You know, we all popped on that, right? Oh, I believe it. We we the whole every anybody that ever stepped on set foot on campus popped on that. So we are multifaceted here, ladies and gentlemen. Still don't know what go-go is, but we know enough references of the go-go to the go-go and through the go-go to make it sound like it's more than one song. I appreciate okay. you guys. To segue back into what we were talking about, I totally who, lost track. Who, what what wrestler would you say would be the best person to use a go go song for their interest music? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think uh, entrance wise in my head who would. Rich Swan. Yeah, hey, Rich. Plus, he's back in DC. So he wouldn't. Now, now I pick somebody, and now that's not good enough. You better not give me a good Like current roster or? Yeah, like I'm WWE, or? Anybody, period. I would say Leo Rush. Because he's from uh, Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's a stretch because he's from he's from Capitol Capitol Hill, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that'll be I can see them, him actually doing a strong thing with that too. Yeah. I agree. But then he's too busy uh being Rick Rude with Roderick Strong 
and Marina Shafir, who is hot, by the way. Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. I'm so I glad like, he's back. I like the fact that they brought him back. Uh, yes, the way that, yes, now, yes. that 4-1-1 last week, that 4-1-1 was a bit of a stretch for him, for me. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get believe it. that. I didn't believe that. Yeah. But what he did, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. That's yes, yes, that that. Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. It needs to be at his house. All kind of stuff you could do with that, as long as Marina's. going to end up doing the, Brian, the uh, Stone Cold Brian filming thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Doing that. Won't be no guns involved, but, you know. No F-bomb. Austin 316 meet Glock 9mm. <laughs> you can't do those crazy things with Brian Pillman. Brian Brown was crazy. Yeah, once he left WCW, he went shell. Oh yeah, he was seventy. The loose cannon. Shout out to him and his son Junior. Yeah, boy, I'm waiting for Junior to make his way over to NXT. Because if they let AEW get him, it's a wrap. Speaking of which, one other shout out on the AEW side of things. They currently have two out of the four horsemen working for them. Yes. They are slowly but surely working on a third. Depending on Ooh. which third it is. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Barry Windham over there as a road agent. No, nah, okay. I get that. I mean, I mean, and it's not that there's anything wrong with that because Vicky Guerrero's been over there. They got Taz. I mean, if the people aren't being used, they're not getting a check. Hell, you got to make your money. Oh, Taz signed a deal. Oh, yeah. Taz signed a deal. He's, yeah, a, he's on AEW Dark, but I'm not going to lie to you. Because one of two things are going to happen with Taz. Either they're going to get rid of uh, Shivani on the mic and no, make him never. a uh, interviewer and put, him and put Taz in his place, or they're going to end up replacing uh, Jim Ross. No, don't do that either. But, Get rid of Excalibur. Nah, Excalibur. Excalibur is the one that is keeping Rick that's keeping um, Jim Ross straight right now. Which is which is fine. I mean, I'm not saying Excalibur is doing a bad job. It's just that I think he's the weak link on the commentary side. He maybe yeah, he could give you the the. Some of the moves and 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 things like that that we know, Jim Ross. I mean, if it's not whispering or wind, I don't really care what 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 the move is from Jim Ross. Tony Schiavone, I just want to hear him say the W because I want him like just one day to slip up and say WCW, <laughs> like just one time, just slip up and say it. I will lose my my stuff if I hear him say and on WCW. Oh, sorry, AW, whatever. But I think they can Excalibur can can go. Maybe he, he and Taz could alternate, but no, I, I can see it. I can see an Excalibur Jim Ross Taz death, uh, desk. Because well, well, then again, we had the third the show. show. I mean, the well, second we got show. The second yeah. show. Yeah, 
that's uh, going to be debuted, or at least talked about in the next month with the new championship. So we do have that as well. So you could be there. Maybe Vicky Guerrero could get the nod. That'd be interesting. You said they, what day do you think they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they're talking about doing the a mid card, which they need. I'm ready to be smart. I'm ready to Cody said that he didn't want a mid card title. Uh, it's necessary. It's necessary. I think so too. But I read an interview with Cody where he was saying that he thought the mid a mid card title would be kind of demeaning to any wrestlers that would have it. Well, oh, I'm sorry. It, it, it's technically a mid card, but it's they're tying it to the announcement for the other show, so it may be the other show's belt. It, yeah, it'll be the other show's belt, probably. Yeah. It wouldn't be it, more than that. They need another women. Whoever the guys, the belt would probably go over, but it would be like like a regional belt, kind of. Yeah. And that's, but what would they call it? You can't call it North American. Can't call it United States. Can't call it TV. You can't call it TV. So what is 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 it'll be interesting to see what they name it. Now my idea was to make it uh, a network base. So the TNT or TBS champion. That way you get extra money because you got the brand recognition of the network. Nobody else is doing that. And you can still you it keeps it on that show. So if you have like the joint pay-per-view, you're defending it for your show. You're the champion of your show. And then you have the traveling AEW heavyweight champion to go back and forth. Yeah, that's I what thinking, I thought. I was thinking more along the lines of maybe, like you said, a network or an internet champion. Oh, God. oh you know Zack Ryder will be pissed unless he becomes the first one. <laughs> I'm just saying, if anybody to be in England, in uh, in uh, the United Kingdom, in England, called uh, what culture that they had an internet championship, really? Yeah, so they paid that rider for that. It's not like he's got it. Well, he might have a trademark, I don't know. That is England, so that, that's something that's a whole nother trademark to get. But um, shout out to my boo page. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a trios championship. They've, they've thought about that as well. But Speaking then of, you got to create more of those. What were you going to say, KG? I'm sorry. No, no, I just had a thought. I thought WWE brought back the European championship. They did they one. They were talking about it. Um, they were talking about it for the UK. Never mind. That answers my question right there. Yep. NXT UK removes the need to have a European if you've got a European show. Right. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Speaking of WWE, because, you know, there was nothing really super amazing that happened on NXT this week, to be honest with you. And same thing, like I said, with uh, AEW. But what's your guys' feeling on all these, not really rumors, but reports on the conversation, Jesus, of Vince possibly selling the rights to the pay-per-views to different networks like NBC, CBS, Hulu, 
and they would have the rights, which would also gouge some into the WWE Network because you want to have those on the WWE Network, so it may remove the WWE Network possibly. Who knows? But just to have that exclusivity going that way, kind of like what AEW is doing with its um, distribution deals for their pay-per-views with Fight and stuff like that. It's a money grab. In my opinion, it's a money grab. I mean, what, two, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, they lost a billion dollars in the stock market? What? Yeah. You didn't hear about that. You need to go check that out. They lost almost a million, if not a million dollars in their stocks. And that was when they got rid of the two uh, executives, not about a week after that. Yeah, you can't lose wow. that. I mean, they can, they can afford to take that hit, but it's still just a bad look. A billion dollars is a billion dollars. Yeah. I don't care whether you got it or not. That's a lot of money to lose. And for them to talk, start talking about doing this to cut and, and cut their ankles off to uh, sell rights to the pay-per-views like that, I mean, you probably yeah, give them the away for free on the network. So yeah. for them to go for them to go back to somebody to NBC or all these pay-per-view areas and be like, yeah, now you got to pay $69.99 to watch Survivor Series or Clash of Champions or whatever the case may be, you know. That's 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 a that's a that's a that's a, that's a uh, desperation move to me. Well, part of it is they're saying that the um, the main issue is the the free month of the WWE Network when for new subscribers. That was one of the two folks that they let go. That was their idea. But I believe that that is part of the issue. But I think that they need to keep it where it is. Trust in the network, but they need to create more original programming for the network. And I, and I know that sounds crazy considering that we have like Chronicle and things like that, but I mean, Legends House to me was pretty good. And the Christian shows, like, eh, one for that, one for that. I was like, you know, you could have it, you could not have it. It wasn't necessary. That was the only one that, uh, you know, I wasn't super high on, but they, they need to do something more. And then on the, uh, the USA side of things, like just mentioned Clash of Champions, to be that pay-per-view on the network that that helps the network out that also helps uh everything else and then what you do on the wwe network still needs to be a strong substance and it needs to stop playing the wwe network like we're fools why the hell are we ending a show on time on a wwe network we've got to go like for what what the hell else do you have coming on next 24-7. It's, it's a yeah. cliffhanger, man. And no cliffhanger, man. It's a cliffhanger. When Shane McMahon looked at them doing his uh, interview, what was it, with uh, Stone Cold, and he said, hey, don't, don't I have some say around here? We're taking more time. Like, what the hell? Why are we stopping it? It's our network. Delay it. Who cares? It's not hurting anything. Nobody's sitting up looking for a rerun. They need to, to be bold on the network. That's just my two cents on that one. That's my yeah, two cents. 
I'll say I'll say that was a work. Now for forty five cents, uh, I think it's time for my new favorite segment, brought to you by the one guy that I almost body slammed on the sports arena floor. Yeah, almost. Now, you said earlier that you succeeded, and that was a lie in public, if you will. Hey, I can't be telling all of my trade secrets because the last time I did that, shout to my man, Hakeem. You know, I gave a nice little Ric Flair net shot, and then he told Barry on me. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I did not. Stop telling that lie. I did not tell Barry on Barry. No, Hakeem told Barry. And I'm like, but we were wrestling A. B, that was a legit, perfectly placed Ric Flair nut shot. There was no, you know, actual force behind it or anything. It was perfect. It was. I give you that. I give you that. It was. A backstory, Hakeem is like, he's like Tupac in reference to how uh, hardcore rough he was. But when a hardcore rough guy like that goes up and says, man, he hit me in my genitals. Like that, <laughs> I can't come back to that, man. I'm like Barry, but it was perfect. Uh, and KG, I mean, we we we're all you know out of the same three seven seven six ESPN clubs. We've all had some wrestling and reference to the sports arena at some point. And you guys know, I can make it look good, but yeah. So my new favorite segment, based off of the guy. That I whipped into the wall, did a, a Uriah Faber wall run, cyclone spin kick on, and then managed to catch him with a float over DDT, almost for the one, two, three, but he kicked out. I give you, that's just me being, where James is gonna give us a nice little world tour of some of the cool things that happened at Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, as well as the Indies. So, uh, James, the floor is all yours. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, so I guess we can start off with uh, New Japan. Uh, New Japan right now is going through a lot of things. They're starting to get together with a lot of different organizations like the NWA and uh, MLW and uh, different place, different places like that to try to spread their brand around because their mission for 2020 is to expand into the United States. They have just started their new dojo in New Zealand with a wrestler by the name of Bad Luck Fale, go Bullet Club. And um, they, um, they're doing a real well in the United States. They've got a show that's gonna be coming up here soon in um, Madison Square Garden again, like they did last year. So that's good for them. But right now they're concentrating on their anniversary show uh, that's coming up and also the New Japan Cup, which is the tournament that they have every year. The winner gets to choose between the never open weight title, the uh, New J the N IWGP junior heavyweight title, or the IWGP Intercontinental title or the IWGP heavyweight title. So it's a singles tournament. Now, right now, a wrestler named Tetsuya Naito, who is the leader of Los Ingubernables de Japón, 
is um, the current IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion, so double champ, uh, who just won those belts on the second night of um, Wrestle Kingdom, um, which is there, which is New Japan's version of WrestleMania. Um, and he and the, the tradition is that during the anniversary show, the IWGP heavyweight champion defends his title against the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, which at this time is a stablemate of his by the name of Hiromu Takahashi, and who just came back from a two-year hiatus after being uh, after having a serious neck injury and uh, coming back um, very successfully to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Junior Heavyweight Championship against Will Ospreay. So mm. that's going to be an interesting uh, lead-up to the anniversary show, which will then segue into the New Japan Cup, which will probably last anywhere from six to eight weeks. So... There's a lot of stuff going on in New Japan that is very interesting. And if you have access to New Japan World, uh, you would uh, be able to see a lot of those things live. They do come on late at night in the, in the United States. So shows usually start on that network about 3, 4 in the morning. So if you have uh, the time to check that out and look, look that over, you can do that. Now, um, going over to Impact Wrestling, you've got a lot of things going on in, new, in Impact. The new, um, as of the last month or so, the new Impact head World Heavyweight Champion is Tessa Blanchard, who defeated Sammy Callahan for the title. Uh, for those that don't know, she is the daughter of um, former Four Horsemen member Tully Blanchard and is the stepdaughter to um, Magnum T.A. and the goddaughter to Barry Windham. So she has a lot of uh, NWA influence in her, a lot of uh, horseman influence in her, and has learned a lot from those influences. Uh, also, she now she is in a current storyline where she has had that title for the last month. She is... Um, Hasn't defended the title yet, but she does have a match against the current Impact X Division champion, Ace Austin, for in a non-title match coming up. Um, so uh, we'll see where that storyline leads, because I have my I have my opinions on that uh, situation, but we'll get to that uh, a little later. Um, you also have, uh, as of last, the last episode of Impact, uh, the current the, the, uh, champion, Taya Valkyrie, who held the belt for 490 days, which they say is the longest, uh, the longest title reign in modern wrestling history within the last, like, 10 years, 10, 12 years. Um, she recently lost her belt to Jordan Grace, and um, so that's that's a good thing to me because I like Jordan. I've liked Jordan since the first time I saw her at the um, uh, the All In Battle Royal uh, for uh, AEW. She was that's the first time I ever saw her, and I've I kind of have enjoyed her 
uh, wrestling and in-ring skills since then, since, since it's been introduced to her. So I like the, the fact that they put the belt on Jordan. I like to see where that goes. I want to see her against folks like Rosemary or Jessica Havoc or um, some a few other folks that are uh, involved in the late women's division over there. Um, again, um, you have, like I said earlier, you have Brian Cage, who's a former Impact World Heavyweight Champion, who has uh, recently gotten hurt, had a, a surgery on his arm and is out, but his contract either has already or will be expiring during the time that he um, is going to be um, out and is being looked at by a few different organizations, including the WWE and AEW. So he is keeping it close to the vest as far as where he wants to be right at this point. He's going to wait until he heals up completely and make his decision at that time. Um, uh, as far as um, MLW is concerned, Major League Wrestling, I don't know if anybody is uh, into that uh, organization. They come on BN Sports at 9 o'clock on Saturdays. Um, you can check that out. Uh, they have a lot of interesting uh, wrestlers in there. Their current champion is Jacob Fatu, which is part of the Samoan dynasty with Rikishi and uh, the Wild Samoans and all of those folk, all of those uh, folks. He's involved. He's a, a family member. Um, he's part of a group called Contra, which includes uh, Simon Gotch, former wrestler in NXT and WWE with the Vault Villains, former NXT Tag Team Champions. And, um, and um, he, um, he's their current champion, and he just had a title match again to, uh, on uh, tonight against uh, Brian Pillman Jr. So uh, that's something that I need to look at and because uh, we've been actually uh, recording this since that came on. So I'm going to have to go back and look at that and see what happened there. Um, MLW, like I said earlier, is in has has a kind has um, a relationship right now with Triple A Wrestling um, through their relationship with Conan, who um, has uh, who is a um, signed manager or advisor and um, does have influence in within the uh, front office as far as his relationships with Triple A and the Crash organization to bring in wrestlers like. Uh, L.A. Park and El Hijo de L.A. Park and a lot of the Mexi Mexican wrestlers that they have in that organization. So um, should, it should be, uh, that's a, it's a, it's a good, in, it's a good organization to look at as far as anybody that you might see in the future in AEW or in WWE. I said earlier that, M that um, MJF is part of um is still part and has a contract with MLW. They also have uh, the Von Eric boys, the sons of Kevin Von Eric as a tag team. They're current tag team champions. Um, there's an interesting group called Injustice, was a bunch of uh, about three um, middleweight wrestlers uh, that are up and coming that have a pretty good storyline right now. They are talking about the uh, way that uh, they are being treated within uh, MLW and how they're not getting a fair shake as far as uh, their um, 
bookings and everything. So it's interesting. They, they have an interesting storyline that they're with. And um, again, um, Saturday nights on BN Sports, if you have it on your cable. Uh, and they also show all of their shows on the YouTube channel, on their YouTube channel. So as soon as their shows air, you can go to YouTube under MLW Fusion. Uh, they've got 96 shows. Up there. Tonight was the 96th show that they've had on there. So you can go check that go, go check that out. They've had a lot of major wrestlers that have been in there, come through there, um, that you might be interested in. So you can check that out. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, we've done New Japan. We've done Impact. And we've done MLW. Uh, I think you should talk about uh, the huge beef between Tommy Tonga and Enzo, and Enzo Amore. God yes. damn. Enzo was yes. going in. That, that, that right there is interesting. And I think that's going to come to a head once they have their beach party for WrestleMania weekend in Tampa. The Bullet Club has, put, has recently, in the past few years, gone to the WrestleMania uh, event city and has put together a party that they sell tickets to. All of the Bullet Club is usually present, and they invite other wrestlers from New Japan and other organizations to come in, and they, just, uh, they serve food, they have uh, drinks and whatnot, and they have a good time. Um, it's going to be in Tampa this year, um, sometime that weekend. And I'm thinking that Enzo is going to end up going to that beach party and starting something there. Now, Enzo is not going to be wrestling in New Japan. So I don't know where they're going to have this match, if they're going to have it. I mean, Enzo Amore was just offered $25,000 to his charity, the charity of his choice. To wrestle Tamatanga and turned it down. So I don't know where this is going. Um, right now it's just a Twitter beef, but we'll see what happens with that. What started the beef? Oh, the beef started with Enzo. Enzo said something about Tama said something about Tamatanga from a, a post that he put up on Twitter. And Enzo's answered to it. And it went on from there. It just blew up from there. So it's been, it's been interesting looking at them go back and watching them go back and forth with everything going on. I'll give it to Enzo. He even put on some some extra muscles, and he's oh, yeah, well, and, and apparently he's not. So I mean, all that's natural. So yeah, kudos yeah, yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, you could tell. Kudos to him for doing what he needs to do to stay in uh, shape. Now, he hasn't. Now, I know he has a match against Brian Pillman Jr. in some very small independent. Um, I want to say it's IPW, or um, I can't remember which one it was, but he has a match against Brian Pillman Jr. coming up here in the next couple weeks. But that will be his first match. In about a year, year and a half, first time he's been in the ring. So I don't know if that's going to be televised or it's going to be, if anybody's going to have access to it. But I would love to see that just to see what his in ring shape 
looks like, you know, if any ring rust is there or whatever. Yeah, and if he is, his uh, wrestling prowess has gotten better. Yeah, because of course, apparently he's been working with um, one of those MMA groups. So, you know, every time, every time somebody gets together with an MMA group, they always learn something new to add to their, um, their, uh, their, their uh, repertoire. So, yeah, that would be we'll interesting. See. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind seeing him one more run. I mean, he's got the gift of gab. I mean, he 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 got he got more popular on the mic than he did in the ring. But yeah, and we'll AEW that that would be liquid gold for them. So that that, that wouldn't be a, a bad acquisition, in my opinion. Especially he, since you know they're, they're doing a great job of fostering people. It would be interesting to see him and him and um him and a uh, big Kaz and in, in or excuse me Kaz XL in uh, yeah. in AEW. I think they would. I think that would be a nice fit. Yeah, I agree with that. And then um, I mean, there's still some people AEW could pick up that's out there. That I know the WWE is not looking at like prime time. Them boys have put on some serious muscle. Shad and JTG. Yeah, I think they're ready for somebody to scoop them up for real. It is crime time. It's crime, crime time, and or whatever they would call themselves, and the private party on the same show would be great. Yeah, I also think they need a few more luchadors. Lord knows, uh, the lucha bros are killing it, killing it. But um, yeah, I'm getting kind a little bit more of them right now. I need, I need. I need them to kind of take a break. Well, they haven't been on the TV as much. They haven't been on TV as much, but still, I mean, between <clears throat> because they haven't, they at least Penta, Pentagon Junior has not signed an exclusive deal with AEW. Really? So they have. So he's still wrestling in other organizations. But that's still smart, though. I mean, I, I don't see any problem with that. I don't think they I don't see any problem with it, but it's the organizations that I watch. So, I mean, you know, so if I see him on three different televisions, you know, it's kind of an issue to me, you so, know. And he, and he, he can't pull that uh, Lex Luger, how you on uh, WWE programming on one day, and the next day you on WCW? That's not cool with you? <laughs> In the words of in the words of Jim Cornette, I can't. How can I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah, that's true. You had to bring up Jim Cornette in that KG. What's up with that? Hey, I'm a Jim Cornette guy. I listen to the experience. Shout out to Jim Cornette and the great Brian Last. <laughs> I hear that. I just listened oh. to the drive through earlier today, so you know. It's, I mean, I like I I agree with a lot of things Jim Cornette says because I mean. He is old. He is old school. I mean, we we he 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 was in the business during the time that I was watching it, and I was growing up watching it. So, pretty much everything that he's talking about, everything he says, is pretty much what I grew up with. So, yeah. and I can agree with maybe 
90% of the things that he says. I mean, I don't agree with everything he talks about, but, you know, plus the fact he has no filter. <laughs> you, you know what? But One thing about Cornette, a lot of people don't like that he's old school. They don't like that he's real. You know, it rubs people the wrong way, and I'm like, why? This is this is true, real deal wrestling. This is what it's supposed to be. Right. And it, not only that, he's a student of the game. He's a historian of, of wrestling. Right. In his house. Yes. If you've never seen Dark Side of the Mat, please check. Uh, not Dark Side of the Mat. Uh, is that what it's called? Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. I can't wait for the next season to come. But oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for that next season to come, man. That's that's gonna be nice. Just look at look at when he did the interview and he opened up his attic. Mm-hmm. He had years and years of history just in his attic alone. Yep, shout out to my man Bill After as well. Another uh, great historian. But I agree. Uh, Undertaker said it best. I was watching uh, through my uh, Facebook feed, I think it was, where he was talking to some young uh, up-and-coming indie wrestlers, and he was laying down the truth that what we see now is not always what we need to see in reference to somebody. If they do a backflip off the ropes, all right, cool. Now you expect everybody to do a backflip off the ropes. Then you do two backflips off the rope, rolled, you know, clothesline or whatever, then that becomes a norm. It just keeps going. But where's the actual art of storytelling all the time? And you can't just have the fans out there wanting to get that, that instant gratification of the, the over-sensationalized moves without the story being told to lead up to the finish. Right. And like Jake Rob- in some places, yeah, lost arsenal. Like Jake Roberts said, I did not intend for the DDT to be a transitional move. Yep. <laughs> I thoroughly agree. And that pisses me off. And I still know somewhere, no offense, John Cena, because Lord knows I'm a John Cena fan, like um, our truth. But uh, <laughs> somebody at some point, if he ever does it again, needs to tap John Cena on his shoulder and say, fool, if you don't do that damn step over to the cross face correctly, Magnum TA is going to beat the hell out of you. Just saying. Well, you can say the same thing about The Rock and his sharpshooter. Yeah. Like, some, some things, and I agree. That's why I think uh, on WWE 2K20, the, DD, the just traditional DDT was my finisher. Because, I mean, you shouldn't kick out of some things. No selling some things, just, no. It, it needs to be an end. Period. Shout out to Dean Ambrose for his DDT and um, Mick Foley for his DDT. Uh, Sam has a great DDT. Uh, Raven. Yeah. Um, Gangrel with the giant DDT. Yeah. I'll give it to Finn Balor for his Impaler DDT. Um, Gangrel was Gangrel was just on Ring of Honor. For their free free enterprise show that they did last week, 
that's that's another organization that I need to kind of quickly go through because um they got a lot of things going on with Ring of Honor right now. Um, Ring of Honor is uh, actually bringing back the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Really? Yes, they are, they're going to have a they're going to have a tournament in April to bring back the true championship. They haven't said where it's going to be or who's going to be in it, but they will be reintroducing the Pure Championship to back to Ring of Honor. And um which will now open up the conversation of Grand Slam champions for them because right now there are only two Grand Slam champions in Ring of Honor, and that's Christopher Daniels and Jay Lethal. Both have won the world title, world tag title, pure title, and the television title in that Mm -hmm. organization. So without the pure title, there are no Grand Slam champions, but now there will be more coming into the fold. And they're also going to rebrand their women's title to make it a world title. So um, recently, Sienna, who is now, who just recently lost the um, NWA world women's title to Thunder Rosa on the last episode of uh, NWA, she, her contract ended and wound up, um, they wound up putting up the world, the women's title for Ring of Honor, and, they, uh, and they're going to have a tournament in April as well for um, the new Ring of Honor World Women's Champion. So um, there's some interesting things going on in Ring of Honor. And um, as far as, as while we're talking about NWA um, and Ring of Honor, you do know that um, recently at that same show, the, the Free Enterprise show, the um, Nick Aldis, who is the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion currently, uh, was approached by the villain Mari Skrull, who um, want, who was coming after him at, for another title shot, and they're going to have that at their next at the next uh, NWA pay-per-view, which is going to be the Crockett Cup, and with a stipulation that if Marty Skrull loses the match, that he will put up $500,000 to pay everybody who attends the the pay-per-view their ticket price back. What? Yes. There wasn't a total put on it when it was first when it was first offered to him, because that was the, what Nick Alder said. If you wanted to have a match with me, then if you lose, you have to pay every ticket holder that comes to the show their ticket money back. But at Enterprise, he's like, "I'll do that, but I'll add to it, and I'll just make it a five hundred thousand dollar check that I'll sign to you if I lose this match." Mm. That'll be interesting. Shout out to Mickey James. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> talk about well, this. We might as well talk about the most important one. No offense. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It, it's that serious. DMV represent Mickey James. MCW. 
Ooh, sexy. Mondays. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Saturdays. So, thank you, James, for giving us all that Nubian love to the other shows that we don't really talk about ever. So now, guess what, guys? You guys get to be talked about. Yay! In my Kermit the Frog voice. But it wouldn't be a love show if we didn't talk about some love. So before we have our most important part of the show where I get to make the picks and talk about exactly what's going to happen NXT TakeOver Portland and be absolutely correct, and then KG normally what happens, James, is he loses. Uh, so I guess you get to join the loser's bracket. Before we get to all that fun stuff. Whatever. We're going to talk about some of the best love stories ever. And as, as too many as always the name, so we're just going to go through a nice little handful of 12. Go down memory lane really quick, nothing too long. Just talking about the amount of love that was given out. And we mentioned him earlier. Hopefully he's recovering well, but you've got uh, my boy Rich Hobie Swan and Sue Young. That's an interesting love story to say the least. But that's a good one. But almost as good as this, I don't know if you want to call this a uh, menage toi, because technically it would be Lana, Lana, and Lana. But if you throw in Rusev and Bobby, that is also another good love story. We got the second, or you can call them the first, depending on how you look at it, power couple in sports entertainment being... Cody and Brandy Rhodes, or as Brandy likes to call herself on Twitter, the Bland DeLorean. Oh, unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition. He put the tongue game out and just didn't get the get a chance to put it down. Otis and Mandy. You got James's favorite uh commentating or sports announcer, Renee Young, and the Mocks. You got Triple H's boy, KG, and Stephanie McMahon. Oh, he paying attention to that. I was trying to give you my girl. <laughs> I guess I should have said Nia Jackson and KG. I just wanted to, it was a test. Because if you would have said, I yeah, you're right, it would have been a beef. Oh, man, I'm, I'm thinking. If she, if she goes, she knows where home is. Uh, yeah. It's South Kakalaki, <laughs> but not a Jesus house. Really? I know, right? <laughs> kind of disrespectful is I think that the biggest lover on this list is the boogeyman because he did what nobody else was willing to do. He bit that nasty thing off Jillian Hall's face and ate it. Shout out to the boogeyman who now has teeth, by the way. It's kind of weird looking at him because he has teeth. But I love watching his little segments on Halloween when he's at the WWE headquarters. Just jumping out, scaring the crap out of people. Speaking of scaring the crap out of people, because it was really awkward, especially when they started wheeling Linda around in the storyline, Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus. New loves, which proves that language has no bounds. And that's with Charlotte and Andrade. Maybe you could throw Zelina Vega in there for that uncomfortable, why she all close up on Charlotte man type of thing. Speaking of, and you know she was, up. and you know, and you realize she was with uh, Thomas Latimer first, right? Yeah, but that didn't work out too well. 
That didn't work out too well, yeah. I didn't get I missed my phone call, so that didn't work out too well either. <laughs> but you know, you know how I go, man. I didn't answer the phone, you know, about, answer strange numbers. It was Charlotte. Talking about, and you're talking about the language barriers. You had Tessa Blanchard, who was first with Ricochet, but then wound up leaving him and going to Daga. Was a, was a Mexican wrestler in um, Impact right now in AAA. Yeah, in Ricochet went to uh, American Ninja. Casey Catanzano. Yep. Yeah, out there, got some flips in the bedroom. Everybody <laughs> doing something up in there. Speaking of flips, the the winner of the most jacked up award, uh, Lita, guest starring Matt Hardy and Edge, Another interesting love quadrilateral triangle or whatever you want to call it. Mark Henry and his uh, nice moments with China and the mother of his hand, Mae Young. May she rest in peace. Don't forget China had that little thing with Eddie, too. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And in my opinion, you guys can tell me, I still think the largest impactful most recognized most remembered storyline when it comes down to love is going to come down to the macho man Randy Savage and Elizabeth and for all the glory of television that they gave us you got to see a wedding you got to see a breakup you got to see the breakup for the superpowers you got to see jealousy. You thought Macho was going to kill pretty much everybody when it came down to Elizabeth. Man, that was a gift that kept on giving. Rest both their souls. But that was a that was just storyline and, and, and amazingness for days. Unfortunately, these young brothers Then she ended up with Lex Luger. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. about ended that right there. Yeah. Oh, tragedy. So that's just a quick rundown on some love. We talked about a love on the show, so we didn't even need to go on uh, all that because Lord knows y'all gushed over and made everybody feel uncomfortable in the first half hour. So <laughs> we kind of just had to clean things up a little bit for everybody towards the end of the show. But now... In the words of Michael Buffer, it's time. So, NXT TakeOver Portland, tomorrow night, live on the WWE Network, $9.99 a month. Subscribe for the first time and you get it for free. Not getting paid for that, just wanted to say it. So, I'm going to go down the list. And James, since you are the new BNCO, you will go first. And make your pick, and then I'll go, and then KG will go, and then we'll work our way. And these are in no apparent order, but it's what I believe the uh, card order will be. So the first one's going to be a street fight between former best friends, former BFFs, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. They've been building this for the past couple weeks, especially since at the last takeover, Dakota Kai pulled the swerve, and just beat the crap out of Tegan Knox before she even got out of the War Games 
cage or the shark cage. And now it's all coming to a head where they're both healthy enough to fight pretty much all over the Portland arena. So, James, who you got? Oh, damn. Well, being that, like you said, um, Dakota Kai got the Duke on the first one, I'm thinking that Tegan Knox is going to end up evening out the series with help from either Casey Catanzano or Candice LeRae. All right. So, James is going for Tegan. Uh, I don't know. I'm debating on if this is going to be an upset because of some – Wicked underhanded thing that's just going to knock out Tegan. And you know how they just sometimes just have the, the heel win for just a heel winning and doesn't make sense? Or are they going to give us the highlight? Do people, are they really invested in this Tegan Knox thing? I'm going to take a shot in the dark and go with Dakota Kai. KG, who you got? You should already know who I got. Nia is not wrestling. Who are you doing with Dakota Kai? I've never been against Dakota Kai. All right. So, James, you may have your first victory, possibly. We'll see. All right. So, next pick would be me, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fisher and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Bruiserweights. Pete Dunn and Matthew Riddle. As much as I would like to see the Bruiserweights win, the championship they won, the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Classic. So undisputed era, in my opinion, is going to come out with the victory. So that way, technically, nobody has really lost anything. But with them being just a tag team that just kind of put together, there's a lot more opportunity for them to do things. But winning the championship, I think, is too early for them. KG, what you got? The Bruiser Weeks. Oh Lord, go Pitum. James, hey, yeah, I think the prophecy will start going on the swirl down the toilet. So I'm going with the bruiser weights as well. Oh my God, that's a smart man. Well, we'll see how smart he is if he agrees with you on this one. Oh, we got the uh, the drone up there, so. KG, you got first pick. The Prince Finn Balor versus Mr. NXT Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. As uh, much as I love Finn Balor, go ahead and give me Johnny Gargano. Really? Yeah. All right. James, who you got? Bullet Club, baby. Finn Balor. Really? All right. I guess oh, I don't. I don't think they would give Johnny Gar. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gargano because he missed a takeover. Be- yeah, I know, right? He missed <laughs> a takeover because of Finn Balor. So he's got. He's got to get something back for that. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta give you gotta give Finn the Duke so they can extend the um, storyline. Yeah, y'all trying to make it seem like I'm gonna lose this one. Trying to get me worried. I don't know, because I know this next one, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is only gonna go one way, and it pains me to say it. 
But James, you got first pick for the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus my boo, Bianca Belair. I am a fan of Bianca Belair, but I just don't see them giving her the belt right now. So if I'm betting, I have to go Rhea Ripley. I second that. And it just sucks because with the moment Charlotte walked into NXT, like, well, Bianca's leaving. There's no getting around it. Unless they pull a super swerve and she becomes the champion. I don't, yeah, it, that's going to be a, a hurt me in my heart match. Plus, Rhea's, Rhea's going to have the match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. So you got to have, she got to have the belt coming in. Mm-hmm. Unless they make that a triple threat. That could happen also. But, yeah, as much as I would love it, I don't foresee it happening. James, you might as well just go ahead and make it a, a, a trifecta. Nah. What'd you say? I'm think, I think Beyond. Oh, my God. If you win that, shoot, I may give you two points. <laughs> I was going to take a few. <laughs> you, that may be yours at that point. All right, so it's your pick. So this is an easy one for you. Speaking of championships, Adam Cole. Baby. Versus Daddy. Well, the NXT Championship Daddy, because I can't call him over to Daddy. Um, Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa. Oh, man. Tommaso Ciampa. He, 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 he got to get his, he got to get his goldie back. Uh, James, that's yours. I'm going back to Ring of Honor with this one. The Sicilian psychopath, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm. That means that, if I'm correct, the only titles that the Undisputed Era is going to have is going to be the tag championships after this. Because I think... I'm I'm betting against you. Yeah, well, I think they got to still have a belt because it's taking everything from them uh, maybe kind of extreme. Well, they are better. They are better hunting for the belts than they are with the belts to me. Yeah, but that takes away Kyle O'Reilly's entrance. This whole thing is the Hoganess. Uh, he still does the guitar without the belt. Yeah, it's kind of weird now. <laughs> It looks so much better when he has something in his hand than him trying for it. And I guess I got the next pick. And I saved the best for last just because this is going to be the most breakthrough match out of the whole entire night. Limitless. Keith Lee versus the Feast Your Eyes Menace. Dominic Dijakovic. As much as I believe Dijakovic is, a, is an animal and is really another monster amongst men, Keith Lee is, is going to retain because he needs to go to Mania. The crowd wants him to go to Mania and defend either at NXT's takeover for Mania or actually at Mania at some capacity. He needs to still have a championship. So I'm going Keith Lee. 
KG, are we basking in Lee's glory or not? Indeed, we are. I'm going Keith Lee. Right, Without James. a shadow of a doubt. Are we going to bask in his glory? Oh, he is limitless. What you got, James? I guess that's a uh, that's a wash right there. You can wipe that one off. I'll go with Keith Lee too. Fast in it, glory. So there you have it, ladies, gents, and wrestling fans. Still holding tight, hanging with us. Uh, those are our picks. We will see tomorrow on the WWE Network if we, being me, have it right, or if James and KG have it wrong. That's pretty much normally how it goes. So we'll just let it be that. Anything else would be uncivilized, as they say. So, James, this is your first show in the books. Congratulations. We have allowed you to break your sumo Nubian cherry with us. Or maybe it's congratulations to us for dealing with you. I don't know. We're going to have to think about that one. Well, I must say, the pleasure has been all yours. (laughs) (laughs) yep Uh, and that's why when I picked you up on the Intrepid and I slammed you through the ground and I emerged and got my own tour bus and called it the People's Choice Express that was the most momentous thing that happened that summer exactly how I remembered it Uh, man you have an imagination that should be on animation or something you should you should you should have your own show or something that's what i'm saying maybe i'll call yeah. it wrestlemaniacs uh, brought to you by the sideline junkies on the mothership you really think you really think that <laughs> the thing you know you really think that you know hey when you looked at me doesn't matter what you think oh no he didn't <laughs> See, Got him. Me, when he looked at me, KG, and he gave me those nice baby brown eyes as I was standing towering above him, and he said, let's go home, brother. And then I picked him up, and I lifted him with the power of the Hulkamaniacs, and I slammed him down to the mat, ran all the way to the back door, heading towards the cash office, came back, dropped the lid, one, two, three. That was an amazing moment, man. And then he woke up and had to change his draws. No, I became woken. Yes. See, see, KG. <laughs> KG. Don is the type of guy that will sit in the bathtub and fart and then bend over and bite the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time I've ever heard that. Wow. I think we need to cut his mic, ladies and gentlemen. Where's Vince at? One time you don't censor us. How about that? We're going to have to get a new sponsor. Well, <laughs> Speaking you, of sponsors, go ahead. You know, the guys in the truck have been paid, so. We need to stop that. Yeah, we're going to have to cut those checks. Every time James speaks, we're just going to cut the check. <laughs> just stop. Just just. Reverse it. I asked you. That's I right. asked you before we got on, and I, and I wasn't sent. I was told that I had free reign. So I thought you was going to be a heel on KG. 
We go way back. Hey, but hey, no, I'm healing on you. I don't know KG yet. KG ain't earned his heel stripes yet. It's coming though. Don't think he don't think you exempt KG. I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you. You know, I'm I'm letting you figure out who I am first, and when I get to know you a little better, then you know, the genie's coming out of the box. Y'all hear it's it's a conspiracy, a C O N conspiracy. Now this guy, I've known for how many years? Twenty. I don't know, man. That, that puts you at like seventy. So yeah, it's about right. I met you in two thousand, right? When we first started with ESPN. Was that two thousand? That was two thousand. January two thousand. Was that January? January two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Y'all, good folks, started in January. I started in February. February sixth to be exact. No, that could have been January. No, you know what? It was February 6th. Right. You're right. It was February 6th. We went to the interviews and whatnot in January. That's right. That is correct. Seems so long ago. Gosh. Yeah, it's 20 years, man. They were, yeah, they were back to back. 20 years almost to the day. Yeah, geez, Louise. Where does time go? I can tell where it went. It uh, went in the toilet because y'all bringing up all these old memories. I'm trying to tell y'all what really happened the day that I did. You the one bringing up all stuff. You know, when we were having a TLC match, I climbed up the ladder and grabbed the championship. See, every time I'm trying to tell him something. Speaking of which, Jay, uh, you got me all messed up. You took me out my game. I was in the element. I didn't die and everything. KG, go ahead and tell them where they could listen to uh, the recap unedited of me defeating James in the Hell in a Cell right before Kane showed up. <laughs> well, of course you did to us. You did that guy, huh? Okay, go ahead, KG. <laughs> of course you can listen to us right here on Anchor FM. You can hear us uh Spotify, any major streaming uh, uh platform. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcast, Stitcher Overcast Podcast, you know, all, all the major players. Uh, of course, you can check out the YouTube page and see us do what we do. Right now, we're getting our behinds kicked in D.C., but you can still see us do what we do. Um, of course, you can also hit the email up, uh, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. You can hit up the DMs, because uh, what what happens in the DMs there, Don? I start telling a story about the <laughs> time that I was in a strap match with James, and then I was beating him down, and then it's old style strap match, so I had to tap every post and order in all four corners in order to beat him. By the time I got to the third corner. They said there was some new uh, cakes of pies and catering, so I just had to go. Well, it's a long story. I, that's what you hear. That's what goes down in the DM. And then also, you can also <laughs> listen. Well, you can, you can, call you can hear KG making love on the voicemail. Oh, uh, here we go. You can hear Thank the sideline junkie off the street. 
like, go ahead. That's what I heard when Sexual Chocolate, when you was talking. Just you and I, sexual. Hey, man, you want to check on your cat? <laughs> oh, I killed that cat a long time ago, trust me. But I'm from episodes. That's what she said. You really hear some things. <laughs> you haven't even got to the singing episode yet. Have mercy. No, my. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we destroy some tunes up on this show. Mm. In between talking I'm about breakfast. I might have to skip that one. See, I'm not even going to get into it, but you know, you, you could hit the sideline junkies up 240-532-5477. Just leave us a message name and whatever comment you got. And we'll make sure to integrate it into the next show. And last but not least, you know, you got to tell them, oh, baby, let's stop for a while. Let's stop the game that we're playing. I'm on fire. It's just you and I. Don't stop, man. Don't that 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 was my joint track for WWE the music volume four. Yep, I almost made a couple kids on that song. So, also on test theme song as well, because you know you be in a rut. The next thing you know, like oh snap. I'm about to get it. I don't even know what they're saying, but it's about to go down. Shoot, man. He's about to call me Andrew by the time I got done. Um, so, <laughs> thank you guys for participating in our love show. I know it was a little bit longer, but we wanted to make sure we loved y'all so much on the day after Valentine's that you all became mentally pregnant with all the lovely information that we provided. And next week, we will be also mentally signing all the child support for all the kids that we created this week. And yeah, happy Fried Chick Appreciation Day. You said Fried Chicken Appreciation Day? Is it really? I said Happy Side Chick Appreciation oh, Day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. I get in trouble. All, that, all, you, all you dudes and dudettes that are getting that 80% off candy and half off roses, it's already with you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, James is also selling uh, three-year-old Girl Scout cookies just because they last in a, a zombie apocalypse. So hit them up at one of ten minutes. That's all I got left. <laughs> oh, James, you're gonna fit in just fine. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to fire KG though. Well, I guess we'll let him come around for Sunday morning to talk with the fellas about the NBA and uh, all the cool things that are happening. I know you tweeted out about the MVP championship now being named after Kobe, which was uh, an amazing thing. And then uh, I believe it's the fourth quarter is going to be not time uh, is what I heard. Or something to that effect. Yep. So that's going to be pretty awesome as well. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what you guys' take is tomorrow in reference to that. And then uh, starting the week off with all the other um, sports news that is happening. I think of whatever else. I don't know. Eventually, y'all going to have to talk about the Olympics. Congratulations. So be prepared for that one, bud. 
James, thanks once again for jumping in and uh, having your first show. And we will see what happens on your picks for takeover. Well, actually, I know what happens because I'm clairvoyant. It's deja vu, people. But just for the sake of them having their, you know, emotions and stuff, I got to let them lose. Thanks. I'm done. So, this has been an awesome experience. Thank you, James, for stepping in and, and, and just first night out the box when you knocked it out the, out the park. So, I can't wait till next week now. Because, you know, we wait all week for Saturday night. Well, I appreciate y'all inviting me in. You know, I did have a good time tonight uh, dealing, uh, dealing with y'all and talking about wrestling. And uh, I hope I can add more to the show and just make this a better show as it's already better because I'm on it. But, you know. <laughs> but, uh. We're gonna try to make we we're gonna try to do do even more and do even better with this. I yeah, appreciate y'all having me in that, here. That we was in a sports arena and then he had to give me 10 lashes, right? And then you know, at, once we got to the 10th lash, I was like, man, I don't know if I can make it. But then we got into the steel cage and I beat him. I remember that story real well, just like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know what they call that? I believe that's what they call the Mandela effect. <laughs> it's called delusional. I'm just telling you what I remember. I can't talk about what you yeah, Exactly. What you remember. Remember, there's your story, my story, and then there's the truth. Like that time where I was at a funeral and you rolled up in this beat, busted old station wagon. And then I'm like, James, what are you doing here, man? And you hooked up a little hookup to the casket and drove off. And I jumped on the casket to try to pull it back. And you dragged me halfway down the street in Atlanta. Now, see, you got it wrong. See, when I walked into the church, you were already in the casket on top of whoever was in it. And then you closed it. It was the then I started back. I'm supposed on some cane stuff, you know. Try to tell me things, but you know, this is the problem. James don't remember nothing. He messed up everything. <laughs> Gosh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna let you guys go. Podcast land. We appreciate you as always. You know, we don't do overtime. We just do extra time. And then on the YouTube side, on the YouTube side of things, thanks for hanging tight. I know you didn't get a chance to. Uh, audibly hear the Nubian Sumo, but make sure you go ahead and jump in and, and take a gander and a listen at the Kiss Dealing, Wheeling Dealing, or that's Ric Flair. Never mind. Um, take a listen to uh, to James and, you know, you could leave your comments on how good he did for his first show. And then uh, we will let you guys and gals go. Well, that'll do it for us. And I'll end up saying we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. So, and I have had that tonight. So, let's continue. Absolutely. I do take all positive and negative criticism, but for all you negative folks, I am real sensitive about my stuff. So, be careful what you say.
Yeah, he is sensitive. I thought I was going in with the kiss my booty. <laughs> All right, so James, stay on. Everybody else, we will holler at y'all later. Peace. Later. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.